This is Free Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves toll-free, 855-453. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. You can join us on our website. Head over to freetalklive.com. Enjoy the features that are waiting for you there. Once again, freetalklive.com. Joining you this evening, it's Ian. Michelle. And Mark. Michelle, welcome back. Thanks, Ian. You it's good to, to be back. You had to go on a, a little vacation, like a, a what, three-week vacation? I was in California for three weeks and then Canada for a week. Sounds lovely. It was Did great. Did you have a good time? Any issues with the, the TSA or travel? Um, well, actually... <laughs> Come on now, of course. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I did have some issues with TSA. And um, the the thing, though, that more than my issue was what was so upsetting in Boston when I saw a, a man nearly 100 years old in a wheelchair. And I'm not sure if he had a colostomy bag or a catheter or what it was, but um, he had to remove something and he was having a hard time. He couldn't even get out of his chair and there were four TSA agents around and... Um, uh, making a whole hullabaloo with him, and mm. and my camera was already on the on the belt or whatever, so I didn't have one. Facials, I don't know what he had with his, but so I ended up turning around to the hundred and fifty or so people in line because Boston's a big airport, sure. Logan Airport, and pointing out to the man and saying, "Look at this this old man out there and what's going on." And they just kind of looked at me like I was the weirdo, of course. Yep. And I said, you know, TSA, they can they have the excuse that they're just doing their job. But what about you? You guys are saying nothing. You're doing nothing. You're not even shocked and appalled by what's going on. And <laughs> this man turned to me and he said, well, this is for our safety. Oh, geez. <laughs> right. Got to molest old guys for their catheters for our safety. I asked him who he was afraid of. And he said the um, militant... Uh, um, uh, Islamics. Yeah, Islamics, right. And he turns out he's Jewish. And I said, well, doesn't, isn't this kind of reminiscent to you of what went on in the concentration camps? And he said, no, that was different, of course. There happened to be a man in between the two of us, though, who's Japanese, whose families had been in internment camps. Mm-hmm. And this, this Jewish man turns around and he says, there were no internment camps for Japanese. What are you oh, talking wow. about? Mm. Yeah. Wow. This goes to show. He was he was educated in the U.S. Mm. <laughs> so, yeah, so that was really upsetting. And um, I ended up it took me 10 minutes to get into Canada, including the line. It took me 90 minutes to get back into the States. And mm. and uh, it was, you know, the, the border patrol guy. Take off your glasses and put down your phone. I, I wanted to film. Mm-hmm. And I said, excuse me. And he goes, did I stutter? Wow. Not even please, not even hello, nothing. It's crazy. Did I stutter? It's like, did you get that from a movie, buddy? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you <know>? <laughs> You're Rambo. <laughs> you know, they, they hunted him down and threw him in jail. <laughs> but they, but it's they good got to be back. The end of it? That is, yeah, yeah. Oh, it is good to have you back. 855-450-FREE. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. And good for you for uh, speaking out at the TSA checkpoint uh, because it sounds like the people there were obedient as uh, as is typical, and it, it, I think the people that were talking back to you, saying that they wanted to be protected uh, by the TSA, that those are the kind of people that were on a demos jury, the people yeah. that uh, just do whatever it is they're told to do. They believe the government's there, keeping them safe. And when the government prosecutor says to them that if they find a demo not guilty, that it's the end of law as we know it, that it's the end of uh, the society that we that, as we know it. 
chaos will ensue. That's basically what this prosecutor told these folks. I know that you weren't able to, uh, mm-hmm. to you haven't really been able to catch up at all uh, yet as you just got back into town. But it, it was absolutely ridiculous. And it's still getting press, by the way. Uh, Russia Today uh, did a follow-up piece. Uh, Reason.com also did a nice. piece. So there's a bunch of press that's uh, that's been happening around this. Adamo you trial. know what I'm stunned by is they didn't even bother reading the law during this trial. At any point. The At any law point. was never read. The law was never read. And usually that's done. Yeah. But here in a jury trial for three felony charges, they didn't bother reading the law. And it turns out the law says that uh, that um, in you know if you're the one recording the conversation and you're involved in the conversation, that it's a misdemeanor. Mm-hmm. So they actually falsely uh, you know, convicted this guy. I mean, you know, I, I don't even know what to say about that. The judge, the prosecutor, the jury, nobody among this 20 people there took responsibility to read the law and apply it properly. What about jury nullification, since that was just recently passed? Oh, yeah, they, they talked to him about it, sure. They did. Yeah, I, I, you know, I'm not a fan of jury nullification. I, um, you know, as far as I can tell, uh, juries have unqualified people have no place, uh, you know, making decisions like this. Um, you know, I don't, I don't hold any hope, much, much hope out for juries to nullify laws. I tend to agree with that. I, I hope that one day we'll find a jury that has the, the courage to nullify and maybe we'll manage to change the zeitgeist. Uh, we'll manage to change the spirit of the times to where juries are more likely to nullify because they'll understand that it's an important role for them and that they can do something for their fellow Crucial man. role, yeah. really. I mean, that's like the, the fourth arm of the government in a way because, the, you know, we've got the legislative, judicial and, and executive branches making these decisions. Da, 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 and it's really the public's way of, of holding them accountable at the at the other end, you know. Yep. Well, the fact getting is- a jury to nullify is harder than getting uh, your uh, mom to vote libertarian. Well, the fact mm. is, if there is, uh, you know, if there are enough liberty minded people in one place, it increases the likelihood sure that one of them are going to get on the jury. And as time goes on, it also increases but the likelihood. But a jury nullification has to be a, uh, an acquittal. Isn't that correct? Not a hung jury. Um, I don't think there's any such definition of jury nullification. I, I mean, a, a hung jury, if you keep hanging a jury, that is also going to have some sort of a deterrent effect uh, on, a, on a prosecutor. Obviously, it's the strongest form of jury nullification to get 12 people to vote not guilty. That You, know, you can't get any stronger than that. Uh, but uh, a hung jury, I'll take it. Oh sure, I'd take it yeah. too. But so uh, so again, and, and as more people are here, uh, moving here, and more people are interacting with folks in their community, then more people are going to come across the ideas of jury nullification and hopefully internalize them and come to find the the courage to stand on their convictions. Because I can tell you that when I did the the outreach booth at the county fair, I was at the county fair for five days straight, doing eight hours a day of of outreach. Good for you. Uh, yeah, and I one of the things I would do, any I would ask folks if they were from New Hampshire, and the people that were from New Hampshire, I would tell them about jury nullification and hand them a New Hampshire NHJury.com flyer. And whenever I would explain it to somebody, they, of course, had never heard of anything like that, but they loved the idea, and they thought it was just uh, peachy. So it's an idea that makes sense. Uh, and plenty of people have had family members who have been abused by the court system, and you know this could maybe show them a way to help end this. Well, I'll abuse. tell you another problem with the 
New Hampshire juries is that they hear from the prosecution last. Uh, the prosecutor in Adamo's case was able to characterize Adamo as a person who wanted uh, to eavesdrop in on conversations between law enforcement and mm-hmm. rape victims. Um, I mean, this was how he characterized a Adamo making telephone recordings as the press asking about uh, you know, a situation where a student was uh, thrown to the gr- thrown to on, uh, onto a table by a police officer. Um, I mean, asking questions, recording it, asking for a comment and recording is not an unusual thing. Um, but this guy was, you know, characterized. He, a demo had no opportunity to rebut. So your thoughts are welcome. You can bring up anything you want. 855-450-FREE. There's uh, big international news developing uh, basically as we speak, right, Mark? There's something happening in Ecuador. Yeah, this uh, Julian Assange three hours ago, and it's been happening for some time now. Ecuador grants asylum to Assange, angering Britain. And I had heard about this. Ecuador granted political asylum to WikiLeaks founder Julian Assange on Thursday. Uh, I guess that's today. Um, that's big news. Yeah, I thought. I guess I thought this was yesterday. Maybe. Maybe it was Thursday their time or something. A day after it said uh, Britain had threatened to raid the Ecuadorian embassy in London to arrest the former hacker. Britain has uh, said it is determined to extradite him to Sweden, where he is accused of rape and sexual assault. I don't know why they use this terminology. This is not rape. Um, you know, I mean, like, I guess what he's accused of is like telling lies like, oh, yeah, I'm single or whatever uh, to these women, not so yeah. that would possibly be fraud because he it's promised like them something? Thing. It's more like a fraudulent situation. Oh, I see. Isn't that part of the sexual court, the courting, you know, thing between men and women? I think You're he, the most beautiful woman I've ever seen. And, and we turn around and say, that's the biggest thing I've ever seen. Right. I mean, <laughs> I've heard that before. 855 Sure you have. No, no, no. I meant. one 855 You can take control here. We'll give you more about the uh, Julian Assange situation in moments. It's Free Talk Live. Hi, my name's Tim Cummins. I'm your verbal surgeon, and my job, to help you feel good right now. And every time you listen to my podcast at verbalsurgery.com, you will feel good because you're an awesome person of amazing abilities, incredible skills, and that makes me feel good, too. So get with the program, verbalsurgery.com, and feel good now. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything you want to. The toll-free number is 855-453. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. 1-855-450-3733. You can join us on our website. Head over to freetalklive.com and enjoy the features that are waiting for you there. Once again, freetalklive.com. Tonight, it's Ian here. Michelle. And Mark. Oh, and those features include archives. So if you've missed a moment of the show, you can go and download them a bunch of them going all the way back to late 2006 all for free freetalklive.com right at the top you'll find the last seven days worth and then if you want to find a whole bunch more you can click into the archive section or you can go to our soundcloud page where you'll find access to years worth of archives and they all have a share button on them that allow you to easily share them on your facebook page it builds a player right into your facebook page makes it easy for your friends to uh, to play back the show that you want to share with them so go to freetalklive.com, look on the left-hand side of the page under Listen and Share, you'll find the SoundCloud link there, and you can go there, listen, download, share, whatever you want to do. freetalklive.com. 
Bitcoins appear to be on a rally. Um, and, you know, if you're looking for an opportunity perhaps to make some money, this might be the time. You know, you get in, you know, they go up. I don't know whether they're going to stay up or, you know, come back down. I, I wouldn't claim to be giving it financial advice, but I'm pretty excited about uh, what's going on with Bitcoins. Bitcoins are an online, peer-to-peer, open-source currency. It's uh, usable on the internet where you can send and receive money. You don't have to pay any fees. Nobody has access to your account. They cannot freeze it. They cannot uh, force you to pay fees if you don't want to pay them. Nothing. Um, And you can get your Bitcoins by going to bitinstant.com. They've got more than 700,000 locations uh, where you can deposit money around the world and get some Bitcoins. They'll probably be in your account by the time you get home. It's bitinstant.com. All right, so our number here again, 855-450-FREE. Let's go to the phones and the fun. We'll come back to Julian Assange here in a moment. Jared's on the line. Uh, Jared, you're on Free Talk Live on the Amp Lines. Hey, guys, what's up? Hey, I just wanted to comment about the wiretapping laws. I was listening to the podcast from yesterday's show. Yes, sir. Um, a lot of states, their wiretapping laws have changed due to uh, lawsuits. For example, I believe you guys mentioned that Washington State was a two-party consent state it is but they have a case law that says it doesn't apply to recording public uh workers so therefore it's a one-party state say if you're recording a cop but if you were recording a phone call between say you and mark then yeah it would be a two-party well, of course, we had the uh, during the Ademo trial that happened on Monday, and you can see this in the raw footage. And I imagine this is going to also make it into any edited footage uh, that comes out, just because it's absolutely ridiculous. The school principal, a government school principal, gets up on the stand and she admits that she is paid from tax dollars, and then says she's not a public official. So what happens? She's there? not elected, so therefore she's not a public what, official, right? So what happens in Washington if you record a government bureaucrat and then they claim they're not a public official? Is it then illegal? I have no idea. I mean, I guess anything's possible in the in the legal system, as right. you guys well know. But I mean, there's been numerous videos from Washington State from recording on traffic stops or back in the day when they had problems with, say, open carry, and they've never been charged out there for it because even the prosecutors understand that when it comes to a cop or whatever, that they can't hold that law to you. Mm-hmm. So basically, you know, you guys have a bad law up there, but I think the prospects of getting it changed are pretty good, and I really think that a demo has a good case on appeal, number one, because they mischarged him. They used the, you know, yeah. they misapplied the statute, number one. Yeah. Number two, there's got to be attorneys, whether it's from the ACLU or somewhere else, who are just chomping at the bit to get a law like this struck down, because I believe in Chicago, I think it was a Illinois state judge, but they threw their, their wiretapping law out. And it was basically the same thing. Someone was recording a Chicago cop or something, and the video came out, and they charged him with a felony. And so, I mean, you know, it takes work to get rid of these these laws. And I know it's a very frustrating thing, but, I mean, at the same time, too, I mean, what's the point of, you know, clogging up the court systems or trying to make a change if, Agreed. You know, people aren't going to go through with it. I'm not sure Adamo has much chance to uh, appeal based on. Well, there's talk that, about hiring a lawyer uh, to do this. I'd love this. to see it. Uh, the uh, there's rumor that there's some. The problem of, with hiring a lawyer is is they always believe you have a case when you're fly, uh, waving well, money you in didn't their let face. Let me finish my statement. I'm just like oh rumor, oh oh no fighting. There's rumor that the attorney is a free state project participant who is willing to do it just for the filing fee. 
So just whatever the three hundred bucks or right. hundred and eighty bucks that it costs. From the constitutionality of it, that's something that a lawyer might want to look at. But what I meant from a demo's point of view is not even appealing on the constitutionality of it, but just appealing on the fact that the judge, the jury, and the prosecutor all misapplied the statute, and there's no way he could be guilty of a felony, even mm-hmm. if everything that they said is correct, because he was party to the phone to the phone call. So yeah, I think you're right about that. And I hope that we'll have more, you know, liberty oriented attorneys come up here to New Hampshire and, and help us out with some of this stuff. <laughs> and because, do work for free. Uh, you know, I think that if it's a good magazine, case, I mean, if it's a good case, shouldn't they be getting paid on contingency? I don't know how that works. I mean, weren't we told by a lawyer here that is a Free State Project member that they can't get paid on contingency? That's somehow? not true. They can, they're only limited to the percentage that they can take on contingency. So they can only take something What's like What's the contingency in winning in a criminal ch- case? I haven't the slightest clue. What do you? What, I, I what's know. the prize? It's not, I've, I've never heard of anybody getting a cha-ching. You'd have to do some kind of uh, civil case or something like that. I suppose. I don't now, know. There's man. two lawsuits you got to do to win. I don't know. I just know that everybody thinks that the law is such a great idea as far as changing it is concerned. So you know, maybe those people should pony up some money to do that. Like I said, I'm willing to pony up money to help out uh, the filing fee. For I this would tell. I, I would pay thing. for that. Yeah. So can we go back for a second to the official the definition of an uh, definition of an official? Because you said that this um, the principal stood up before the jury and said that she was not, in fact, not a public official. Okay, so the law didn't apply to her. That's what she believed. Okay, so has anyone looked to see what the benefits are that a public official receives to see whether or not she, in fact, gets any of those benefits? Oh, I don't. There is no definition of public official, as I understand it. Uh, There was a discussion at the uh, state house yesterday, which I attended, about changing the wiretapping laws, where there was discussion about having a definition of public official and, you know, having that uh, laid out. So as I understand it, at this point, they do not have any sort of uh, definition. like. So how can you claim to be something that that doesn't hasn't been defined then? I have no idea. Hmm. So there you go. Well, the reality is she's probably never been challenged on it and she's never viewed herself in that context. So because it's a matter of being exposed to that, you know, that train of thought, I guess you could say. Well, because it'd be possible then to um, to claim that she perjured herself. You would have to intentionally perjure yourself. I mean, I, I would imagine the burden of proof would be, you know, on the state to say she perjured herself because i mean a lot of people when they take a job like that they don't view themselves as a public official i mean they just view it as a job that they apply for and that's it and i don't think they think too much about it i hear where you're coming from thanks jared appreciate the call and the thoughts tonight 855-450-FREE that's the SACL cai toll free line well i got a news flash for them uh as far as i'm concerned if you're taking public money meaning money that was stolen from taxpayers and uh you know you're getting a paycheck you're a public official. Yeah. I agree. one 450 free That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. And I think most people agree with that and saw this. the definition. Absolutely ridiculous. <laughs> I mean, we looked it up, read it. It's the definition. It's a slimy lawyer who has tur- now turned into a school principal. 855-450. In every age, a technology is created that upends the foundations of society. The wheel. The printing press. The internet. Now, in a world sliding into financial chaos, a new technology is changing the way monetary systems work around the world. It is called Bitcoin. Bitcoin is a new form of money, controlled not by banks, governments, or corporations, but through mutual commerce between free individuals. To learn more, visit WeUseCoins.com.
This is Free Talk Live. Take control of the airwaves toll-free at 855-450-FREE. It's the SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-855-450-3733. Join us online over at freetalklive.com. We've got a bulletin board system there. You can get interactive with other Free Talk Live listeners. Uh, Once again, bbs.freetalklive.com takes you there. And uh, like the rest of our website, it is totally free. That's free. Uh, bbs.freetalklive.com. Mailtojail.com is now making it possible to donate directly to your favorite political prisoners using bitcoins, like a demo. Uh, you can donate directly to his commissary or any other jail, jailed liberty activist with your bitcoins. You can also support mailtojail.com's great work because what they're doing is they're helping you connect with people that uh, are behind bars that were probably, hopefully, an inspiration to you. People like Ademo, I know that he's inspired a lot of people. And when you're behind bars, it sure does help to get mail every single day. And MailToJail.com can help make that happen. Uh, it's easy for you. You just go to MailToJail.com. You select who you want to send uh, mail to. You type out your ad, your uh, your letter to that person, and then MailToJail takes care of the rest. They print it out. Put it in an envelope, they address the envelope, they stamp it, they send it out. So they take care of all the work behind actually sending something through the mail. And it's it's huge. I mean, it's a big deal. As being somebody who's been behind bars for a couple of months, MailToJail.com was the number one source for outside-of-jail contacts. Uh, it was awesome to have people sending me things from all around, not just the country, but people internationally sending mail to mail to jail. And if you think about it, that's a real benefit for people internationally is that, you know, if you are living in some other country, it's probably going to cost you a little bit more than average to send something physically to the U.S. But if you send a message to mail to jail dot com, those mail pieces of mail are going out from New Hampshire. So it's only just, you know, you can write to somebody in jail in the U.S. for regular postage rates, uh, regular U.S. postage rates. So it's pretty useful. It's a great service. And I recommend you go to mailtojail.com. You can write to a demo right now. He's going to be probably stuck in jail for at least another couple months unless there can be some sort of a, uh, a pardon. And I don't know what the pardoning process is like, uh, but there are people who are talking about doing a calling campaign. To I, Governor Lynch. That's right, right. I called today and I talked to one of his – whoever it was that answered the phone and I asked him if he had heard about what happened to Adam Miller. And I spelled uh, Adam's last name, M-U-E-L-L-E-R, and he said he had not heard anything about it. And so I asked, invited him to go and Google uh, Adam Miller's name and look on the news results and see that there's international coverage from all over the place. <laughs> I mentioned a couple of the international uh, organizations covering this, like uh, Huffington Post and RT and mm-hmm. WikiLeaks. And I suggested it he doesn't sh- stop there. It's, there's a lot right. more. Yeah, it's been on CNN actually. Yep. And mm-hmm. I suggested that he uh, take a look at that and that I wanted to know what uh, John Lynch's opinion on this was and uh, when. Uh, he would be uh, issuing a pardon, how he feels about that. And I wanted a call back. And I pointed out that every time I've ever left a message for John Lynch asking for a call back, I've never actually gotten a call back. And I always drop that I'm on 100 radio stations across the country. Like, you know, sure doesn't hurt, right? Yeah. You know, maybe maybe it'll increase the chances that uh, they'll bother calling me back. But no, they've never called me back once. So. uh, So anyway, I decided that I would also invite some other people to do this because I know I'm not the only one who's interested in this. So if you would like to contact the New Hampshire government, 
Governor John Lynch about getting a demo a pardon, you can go to freekeen.com. There are details there right on the front page at freekeen.com uh, regarding the phone number for the office. There's a link to an email form that will allow you to send an email if you'd prefer to do it that way. Even a fax number. Maybe you'd rather send a, a fax to them. You can do that too. So uh, give you the connections that you need to uh, to get them your opinion. And hopefully we can put some pressure on and get uh, – and get a demo out sooner rather than later. Maybe. But you know, I'm not even get if my he's, hopes up, but. even if he's in there, I'm really confident that a demo will make full use of his time and that he will, you know, be spreading the message of liberty while inside. I know that Derek, uh, while he was Derek J, while he was in there, he actually was able to have some really good conversations with people, and he ended up working on um, a lot of manuscripts and things like that. And I mean, I, I'm, I'm not saying that it's a plus to be in jail, but um, but it is. Uh, you know, he's he's going to come out better. And those that put him in there are not going to prosper in the way that Adamo will during that time. Speaking of Derek, he's on the line with us with Eddie Free calling from D.C. Hey, guys. Hey, Ian, Mark, Michelle. It's great to hear your voice. Great discussion, guys. Wow. Hey guys. Two of my favorite you? people. Yeah, and, and what you were saying about MailToJail.com is totally true. It is the most important resource that, uh, that I had while I was on the inside of jail, and, and I hope that folks will uh, help support that organization and the fine work that they do. Absolutely. A so, demo will certainly appreciate it. Yeah, so what were you guys calling about tonight? Well, the most important thing that's happening is the Raw Milk and Lemonade Freedom Day, and it's actually going to be a whole weekend event. Uh, it kicks off tomorrow and uh, goes right on through till Saturday, and there are going to be all sorts of uh, civil disobedience and um, raw food enthusiasts converging on the Capitol, coming from all over the country. There are folks here from California uh, as legal observers and specialists, and uh, I'm really excited to be here. This is actually the event that I'm going to use to kick off the Freeman in Exile Tour, and so folks can start uh reading about it on libertyontour.com starting tomorrow. Excellent. I just wanted to let all the listeners know that this important event is going on and that even MSN has been covering it and some other organizations. Oh, wow. You guys uh, have already gotten coverage is what you're saying. Yes, they've already gotten coverage, yeah. I was saying you've already gotten coverage. That's great news. Yeah, well, uh, this is Eddie. I I just found out that um, the Drudge Report picked it up this afternoon. Oh, fantastic. we're excited about that. Yeah, no doubt. That's huge. And I know that uh, Lemonade Liberation Day, I I believe, is it called Lemonade Freedom Day or Lemonade Lemonade Liberation Day? Well, it's Lemonade Freedom Day. I think you're saying uh, Lemonade Liberation Day because that was the name that I called uh, the D.C. event last year where Mm -hmm. Meg McClain, uh, Will Duffield, and... um, Catherine Zill were arrested. So that particular one was uh, Lemonade Liberation, but it was all a part of Lemonade Freedom Day. And this is going on nationwide, if I'm not mistaken. Not everybody's going to be, obviously, in D.C. Uh, this weekend for this. On Saturday, it's the main day. Uh, but uh, I know that up here in Keene, there's going to be a young lady who will be setting up a lemonade table. Uh, outs- Kate, Kate's younger yeah, sister, Kate's right? Sister yep. from, Lady- from ladiesinkeene.com. They're going to be setting up a table on Main Street. Uh, so that should be exciting. Going to get some action there. Yeah. Yep, and uh, so lots of people around the country, as I understand, are participating. You know, that's, uh, that's excellent. You know, tomorrow um, we're we're doing a rights workshop. This is Friday. We've got uh, Kristen Canty, the producer of Farmageddon. She's coming in. Max Kane. He's oh, got his right own on. 
Yeah, um, we've got Max Kane. He's uh, dealing with the state at this moment. Um, John Moody, he's dealing with the state as well um, over raw milk issues. Um, of course, we've got uh, Pete Ayer from Cop Block coming in. We've got Clyde Voluntarist from NeverTakeAPlea.org. Derek here. So we've got we've got a lineup of great speakers. Fantastic. It sounds like it's going to be an, a lot of fun. I know some folks are coming down. Obviously, Derek's already there, but I, I've heard that there's some other folks coming down from Keene. Uh, to... And you can do this anywhere in the world. I don't know what it's like, uh, you know, say across Europe or, you know, the, the sort of the English-speaking world when it comes to kids setting up lemonade stands. But here in the United States, the cops are shutting down kids' lemonade stands and and, and going after raw milk producers. And it's right. nuts. I mean, it's just They're just drinks, and it's crazy. It is. Eddie, what is the what is the website for this? Eddie? Can, I'm sorry? Can you give me the website for this event? Sure. Eliminatefreedom.com. Perfect. And you can go to rawmilkfreedomwriters.com. But we, we, what we're doing is we're live streaming Friday and Saturday, and we're asking folks to take the live stream uh, from Ustream. It's on, our, it's on the event page. It's on the website. And go ahead and embed it in your website and go ahead and host it yourself. Have your own discussions with your own uh, uh, followers from your website. And, and you know, D.C. is different. It, the, the police here are a little bit different because, you know, the, the, the eyes of the world are watching them. So we want folks, you know, in, in case that they do decide to aggress, if, if they don't choose the, choose the right thing and stand down. I they hope they aggress. learned their lesson last year because they uh, they did aggress against some folks last year, but they ended up dropping all the charges, and you guys are going to come back again, and hopefully they'll know, they'll know enough to stay away and leave you alone and let people drink their lemonade and milk in peace. And guys, thanks. Call us. Let us know what happens. We'd appreciate hearing from you as the event develops, and thanks for the call tonight. More coming up. This is Free Talk Live at 855-450-FREE. You take control. Online Bitcoin poker at sealswithclubs.eu. That's right. Play poker online with Bitcoin, the digital cryptocurrency. Anonymous accounts, optional email, and no banking. Only Bitcoin deposits and withdrawals at sealswithclubs.eu. Great player rewards, free rolls, and other promotions. For more information, visit us online at sealswithclubs.eu. No seals are harmed in the making of this advertisement. is Free Talk Live. Toll-free number here, 855-453. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. You can join us on our website. Head over to freetalklive.com and enjoy the features that uh, we bring to you there. They are all completely free. Now, if you like the show and you want to help support Free Talk Live, I would recommend that you shop with us. Go to shop.freetalklive.com and then whatever it is you're looking to purchase, Free Talk Live will get a portion of the price. So it's Amazon. You go to shop.freetalklive.com. You'll find links to Amazon there. It's uh, Amazon US, Amazon UK, Amazon Canada. Click into the right one for you and get the stuff that you're looking for. for you'll get a great deal because it's Amazon. It's the same price as you're used to. The only thing is you're entering through our portal, so they cut us a portion of their profits. It's that simple. So once again, head over to shop.freetalklive.com. You get the stuff you want at a great price and help Free Talk Live all at the same time. Let's continue with you and your calls. Then coming up, we'll get back to Julian Assange and 
what's happening to him as he seeks asylum in Ecuador. Apparently, that may not be enough to protect him from the aggression of the people calling themselves the UK government. Uh, but first, Jenna is on the line listening in South Carolina. Jenna, you're on Free Talk Live. I, um, I'm just going to forewarn you, my connection is always horrible because I have something important to convey. It sounds so, fine. So um, if I get disconnected, I apologize. You sound fine. Um, Go ahead. Anyway, I wanted to make it um, – everyone needs to understand this is all about trust law. Everything. What, what it's is all, all about, about trust, trust law? And if they don't know about who Gordon Hall is, they need to start learning about Gordon Hall and um, how to accept the contracts that are being formed with you. Hmm. Um, three Contracts. doors that you can walk through. I think he says three or four doors. One is you can accept it, or you can conditionally accept it, mm-hmm. or you can dishonor it and fight it. So now, and, look, Jenna, uh, uh, before you go on, I'd just like to tell you that I've heard about all this before. And I've attempted to utilize these, uh, con- this contract theory, the idea that uh, the government people are constantly offering you agreements and by continuing in their processes, you're con- consenting uh, to these like hidden agreements. They're not actually uh, spelled out in any way, shape or form, but somehow it's a contract and you're somehow agreeing to it by your silence uh, and you're continuing with their processes. And I can tell you that uh, by my observation, it's all a bunch of hokum. Uh, it's nonsense and basically... Basically, there are no magic words that will get you out of the aggressions of the state. But I'd like to challenge you. If you believe this is true, what evidence can you provide from your own personal experience that it actually is? Okay. I recently was pulled over. And Hold on. I just, Did you, you were pulled I over. Wait, cop- wait, before you go on, Jenna, okay. why would you pull over for somebody? You haven't accepted a contract for them. I wouldn't just well, pull over because- for anybody. Lights when there was no emergency, and I thought maybe I injured that officer, but I noticed he had just got through pulling someone else over. So when he pulled me over, I thought, obviously, he's made a mistake. So I got out of my vehicle, and I started walking back, and I said, uh, what is the nature of your uh, inquiry, officer? And he uh, tells me to put my hands on the car. I said, I don't recognize you. I'm like, I need to see your identification. I need to see your driver's license. I, I don't believe that word of that, actually. You are not. I'm not done. I got arrested, okay? So you don't have to believe me. It's on video. I'm sure they're not going to release it. Or if they do, they'll run a magnet over it like they do all the time. Yeah, that, um, that but, sounds right. Yeah, exactly. So um, he uh, immediately said, that's it. You're under arrest. Uh, you're DUI. Okay. He put me in handcuffs. And I said, he goes, I need your driver's license. And I'm like, what evidence do you have that I was traveling? I, I said that I was driving. And he goes, you're a sovereign citizen. He calls for backup. I said, what are you talking about? I never used the word sovereign citizen. I used a new approach. This is the first time I used it. It got me locked up, but I tested out every theory that we've been hearing from these Gordon Hall people. And I have to tell you, I did see a difference. I said to the officer, I conditionally accept your offer to unlawfully kidnap me with no proof of claim. I'm like, or can you produce a proof of claim? I'm like, because I demand that you provide proof of claim that I've actually injured you or somebody else. Um, and if you don't, and the officer that, was likely very confused by this because he's probably never heard and anyone said, talk to him this way. I said, or three hundred thousand dollars payable up front in United States lawful currency, which I know you don't have. And so, uh, basically, they came. They put the drug dog on me. Um, they all surrounded me. I kept, you know, I conditionally accept your offer to unlawfully uh, aid and abet in the kidnapping of me. Blah, blah, blah. I kept doing it to every officer, and they were all, like, freaking out. And they ran the drug dog around my car, and it was really funny because the drug dog, they're like, the dog hit on the car, but they were already searching the car. So I said, you're already searching it. And so one of the cops says to me, 
he said something to me, and I responded. He turned his emergency lights on, and he said to me, you didn't have to pull over. And I said, so you're saying I volunteered? Is that what you're saying? I said, because I'm not going to volunteer for anything else. I can assure you of that. And so I'm already in handcuffs. They're going through my car. They're like, the drug dog hit on the car. I'm like, you were already searching it. And the drug dog, they opened up my trunk right then, and the drug dog jumped on top of a dog of my uh, a bag of my dog food. Mm-hmm. And I started laughing. I was like, it looks like your dog is hungry. His dog, the dog just attacked the dog food bag like it found a prize. It was so funny. Mm-hmm. So then the guy's like, uh, the one cop came up to me and threw the plastic straw that you're supposed to blow into the field uh, breathalyzer test. And he threw it at my mouth while I'm surrounded by all these other cops. And somebody, you know, was trying to get me to say something, and I just wouldn't even talk to them. And he tossed it right at my lip, hit me right in the lip, and he goes, that's it, you refuse to blow, you're going to jail. So he throws me in the back of the cop car. They were doing an all-night bust. They had a whole roadblock that we drove through, and they were doing the roadblock right around the corner from the jail. And they were basically uh, on a witch hunt, you know, getting everyone that they could. Sure. And... um, so when we got to the jail, I didn't want to get out of the car. I said, is that an offer? Or I said, is that a request or a demand? And he said, it's a request. And I said, request for me to get out of the car, $10,000, payable up front in United States currency. Mm-hmm. And then they went and got this big black guard from the jail. And she's like, come on, sweetie, come on, sweetie, just come with me. I'm like, I am not volunteering. I want to be restored to where I was before I was kidnapped. And so she basically grabbed me. And yep. tossed me. She, like, storm-rolled me. Like, yep. she was like a defensive linebacker all the way into the jail. And okay. it was crazy because the, these doors, like, opened. She's immediately, like, got behind me. And she's, like, she's basically, you know, tackling me. Okay. And so, so far, the magic words haven't thought. actually stopped them from doing any of these things to, to you. So It didn't stop them from doing any of them. So right. when I got in there... They're trying to, like, get me to take a picture and stuff. And I've heard that everything you do is voluntary. So I shut my eyes. I wouldn't look at the camera. I squinted my face. I made the weirdest face. It looks like they said to my boss who picked me up, it looks like she's crying. My boss said, I highly doubt she was crying um, because I was making a face and making sure my eyes were closed. Did and I they wasn't looking then at the charge you with refusal away. to process? Because that's what they'll charge you with here if you don't go through their... They did not charge me with refusal or anything. With they. they didn't know what to do. They had never experienced anything like me um, because I told them photo shoots are uh, $10,000 per photo shoot. I think this is you. great just to give them a hard time. I mean, <laughs> right. I support it on that basis. But I did it because, I, you know, for the first time, it wasn't in convenient for me to go and i wanted to test all these theories great, also great. and so, so i i ended up i just started sitting down because i was not going to volunteer they went and got a wheelchair and put me in the wheelchair and i just kept my head down because they were all these cops were walking around trying to videotape me yeah. and so i just kept my ha- head down with my hair which is really long i look like cousin it and i just kept sitting there and um <laughs> this guy saw them all attacking me and stuff and he was freaking out screaming at them telling them not to attack me and Every time they tried to get me to do anything, I just wouldn't accept it. So I finally, um, they try and process paperwork by, they found, like, my passport. It was wrapped in aluminum foil. Um, took it, and they cross-referenced it, trying to find a license for driving. And um, they pinned all this information to this paperwork, and then they put me in front of the jail cell, or not the jail cell, this window, where the magistrate was, and I heard the cop back there talking to him, and he's like, we can't get her to do nothing. And he goes, well, you're going to have to let her go. He's like, get someone to come and get her. And the cop's like, he, he, the judge goes, that's all you can do. And so the ju- he goes, hang on. He goes, let me, let me talk to her. And he comes out 
from this door, and he's like, ma'am, ma'am. And I wouldn't answer to any name they called me. I wouldn't answer to ma'am. I looked up and I said, judge, do I have a right to a fair trial? And he says to me, no. And I said, I don't have a right to a fair trial, judge. And he said, well, yeah, you do, but not now. And I said, judge, can there be a fair trial if there's a conflict of interest? <laughs> says no. And I said, which party do you represent in this matter? And he looked at the cop and he said, get her out from that window right now. He's like, get her out of here. I've used those lines before, too, and it really puts them in a bind, but they still do whatever they want. I mean, that's a great line. Those three questions are Mark Stevens' uh, questions uh, from markstevens.net. I was doing it all, man. Let me tell you what. I mean, I've been a study of You're different, Jenna. I have to give you credit. You actually have a story. Almost everyone who calls with these claims is like, oh, I've heard that, da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da, or this expert says that blah, blah, blah. Well, If you write on the side of your car with whiteout that says that it's a vessel and not an automobile, then you will be uh, free to go. All right. I I would like you to hang through the news here because I want to finish your story. It obviously doesn't end there, but uh, you've been trying all these tactics and magic words and questions and, you know, not accepting the offers, etc. And uh, where did it all end up leading? We'll find out here in moments. Can you stick with us, Jenna? Absolutely. All right. Hang on. We'll bring her back here. 855-450-FREE. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. Hour two's next. If you've listened to Free Talk Live for any length of time, you're familiar with Bradley Jardis. Brad is the former police officer that now embraces the ideas of liberty, and now he's running for sheriff of Coas County in New Hampshire. Sheriff is a very important position from which a liberty-oriented individual can protect many rights of the populace. Any U.S. citizen can donate to his campaign up to $1,000. He's hoping to raise as much money as possible for his campaign, and his chances are quite good. He's running in Coas County, and Ron Paul actually carried Coas. I hope you'll trust me when I say that we know a few other good reasons that we believe Brad can win. Come on, join Ian and me in donating to Brad's campaign and getting a liberty-loving individual in this very important seat. If Brad gets this seat, it'll be the biggest win for the liberty movement in New Hampshire and maybe anywhere. Give what you can at bradforsheriff.com. Bradforsheriff.com. This was paid for by friends of Bradley Jardis, Bradley Jardis, fiscal agent. This is Free Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves toll-free, 855-450-FREE, the SACL CAI toll-free line. Join us on our website at freetalklive.com. You can enjoy all the features we give to you. Uh, once again, freetalklive.com, you get to control the content of the site. So you find something that you like online, you share it with our listeners by submitting it as show prep at freetalklive.com. It will then go onto the upcoming stories page, which I recommend you take a look at at least you know on a daily basis whenever you're coming by freetalklive.com. Click on upcoming stories and you'll see all the fresh content that has been submitted by listeners just like you. And you can vote them up or down, whether you like or dislike. And the most liked, make it to the front page and the top of the site. Head over to freetalklive.com. You can get interactive there. As we go right back into your calls, we'll also update you with the latest on the Julian Assange situation as he's seeking asylum in Ecuador. But apparently the government of the UK is not too keen on allowing that to happen. They may be conducting some sort of a raid on the Ecuadorian uh, place where they are holding Julian Assange. Uh, so we will get Embassy. to that. So we'll get to that here in a little bit. Uh, Jenna is uh, on the line. Jenna, you're back on Free Talk Live. Now, for those listeners just tuning in, 
You were telling us that you'd heard all these theories about magic words that you can say to police officers and judges and folks like that about uh, various different legal theories that in, you know, are, are always pitched by people as though if you just say the right words, they'll let you out. Uh, they won't aggress against you. And uh, you know, what you found out thus far in your story is that none of the wordage stopped them from aggressing against you. In fact, you ended up getting arrested, uh, taking, uh, taken into a, a jail where you were being processed there. You were sort of refusing right. to cooperate. I tried, I tried out uh, different theories and methods versus uh, my own method, which had been working perfectly. Um, and, and I highly recommend people utilizing it. Um, always asking the first question. Whenever I got pulled over beforehand and never had any problem, I'd immediately poke my head out and say, are you okay, officer? Did I hurt you? And that <laughs> seemed to always be on a much better foot than taking the, what is the nature of your inquiry and getting out of the vehicle? Getting out of the vehicle and heading back in their direction? No good. I decided that is no good because... I agree with that. That could have a gun. They might draw down on you if you walk back toward their car in some some instances, depending on how... Exactly. That's what he was acting like because they're such frady cats. They are the bad guys, but they're sitting there running around crying wolf. And what they're trying to do is use the event that happened with Joe Kane and Jerry Kane, and they're trying to say all sovereign citizens are running around like two banshees, and they've got um, AK-47s and attack dogs on them and they're gonna you're gonna pull them over and they're gonna kill you and that's why they had the drug dogs there and he called 10 officers back up he's like you're one of them sovereign citizens and i said what are you talking about because i already knew better than to use lines like that i never bring this stuff up um so i didn't want to go in that direction just because of what they've tried to label it as so you, know, you ended up com- going into a jail cell and they were trying to proce- uh, pro- kind of process you into the system you weren't being very cooperative with them uh so being cooperative at all i would never answer to the name they would try to hand me a bunch of paperwork and i kicked it away from me um they put me in a wheelchair and wheeled me back to this area and took me out of handcuffs and put me into ankle restraints and i wasn't looking at where i was going but um for some reason, I had to be moved, and they tricked me and just shoved me into a jail cell really quick. And I was in there with one other chick, and um, then as the night went on, within the hour, there was another one, then another one, then another one. Everyone got pulled over on the roadblock, and so we were all in there with ankle restraints on. Um, one of the girls asked for a blanket, and she asked for two. And the guy only brought her one. He made sure to keep reiterating that it was not for me. It was for her. And um, she went to go share it with me immediately, and he tried to tell her, it's for you, you know, like telling her not to share it with me. And mm-hmm. that's the same officer who kept op- opening up the door and trying to get my attention and ask me. He would say to me, ma'am, we just need to get your your profile picture. If you could just let me take your picture, and you can make your phone call, and you can get out of here. And I wouldn't respond except for to say I conditionally accept your offer for a photo shoot, but it's uh, $10,000 payable up front in United States lawful currency do you still want to do this, you know? And they didn't, you know, nothing was said. Well, after shift change, um, they allowed me to use the telephone. Without having process. I just don't believe a word you're saying about your experience in jail. I'm sorry. I just... Um, Why, Michelle? Why don't you believe her? Well, okay. if, you, if you believe me or not, I have no reason to make this up. I got arrested. It is what it is. Um, they tried to put on the papers when I finally did look at them because you had to use the papers to get out of jail. I knew that because I was the only person processed 
are put into the cell that did not have this bracelet with a barcode on it, like a hospital bracelet with their picture on it and a barcode. So you I believe. Because- I mean, I believe her story. It's very detailed. I, I think it makes sense. I mean, normally if you don't believe someone's story, if you just ask for details rather than say right. you don't believe well, it, then you so can break I, so it down. you didn't process, but they were going to offer you. They were going to allow you to use the phone. No, they didn't process me. They got me and they, they wheelchaired me back into this room and basically dumped me out of the wheelchair. So you didn't process, but you were you were put into um an, into a, a cell with other people who were yeah. who were given blankets and I yeah, who were, mm-hmm. and who had braces and that had cooperated and kept their eyes open for the picture and let them fingerprint them. I never got so they fingerprinted. Put, so I, I I have never ever ever heard of anyone who is not processed being put in the same cell as someone who with people who have processed for one two I said every, that's true i agree i had never done it before and i've been to jail before i just learned from my mistakes and i've studied a lot i mean i've spent the past four years studying this stuff and i've i've used my methods and not had a reason and, and i've never decided to try anything different and when i did where was this um, jail decided, by the way what uh, part of south carolina are you in well, I'm in uh, Horry County, but this happened right above um, in the border of North Carolina in Brunswick County, North Carolina. It was the Brunswick County Sheriff Deputy John Rogers is who pulled me over. So, then, OK, so let, let's continue here. So at what point, you know, you uh, you were given this phone call. You had not processed, correct? That was at seven o'clock the next day when the shift change occurred. After the shift change was over, they wanted everyone out of the cell. And they were like, everyone kept running around, and they kept opening up the door, and the guy kept trying to get me during his shift. He was like, would you please ask her if we can take her picture, please? He's like, would you ask her, please? And he would talk to the girl next to me, uh, because we just need to get her picture. We just need to get her picture. And that was going to lead to the picture, then it was going to lead to the fingerprints, and I just kept saying... Uh, $10,000, you know, is that a request or a demand? You know what I mean? Like, if it's, So it when did matter, this situation grand. break? When did it change... In- in there till the shift changed, and I figured, well, um, I was very sick. I was really, really sick. I had swollen, like, lymph nodes in my neck, and this was before I got thrown in there, and I needed to get to medicine quickly. I was not in the condition to be in there too, too much longer because mm-hmm. disgusting. Anyway, so I, um, I made my phone call because they allowed us to finally make a phone call, but we could barely walk. We could barely move. The, hand, the ankle restraints were so tight, we could barely, every time we stand, we'd all come right back to our knees because it was, like, so tight. And um, so we, we all made a phone call. Everybody at the same time got to make a phone call at 7 a.m. Okay. And people that they were holding there, whose people who had been there to pick them up since 2 a.m., were finally let go. And all that we kept hearing the guards rumble and complain about is what a mess they were left the night before. So, now, and, Jenna, uh, Jenna, before you go on here, um, we're getting we're getting long in this segment here, and I'm just wondering. Now, you called in and said that this method of uh, you know demanding a well, let me explain. It it is about trust law, but you have a lot more studying that needs to occur to understand how we have to prove that they're forming municipal bonds. And you do that through the numbers issued on all of the tickets. They have to use, they stole my social security card for my trust. Okay. They needed that for a reason. That goes to a trust fund. It goes okay, now to these a, are, this is getting into a really tapping. kind of... Uh, have it, but they're tapping it, and that's why... This they're isn't a really bizarre uh, th- theory, the idea that there's some sort of an account uh, based there on your social account. security... Otherwise, numbers would... Well, that's not true, Jenna, because they they tax people that are foreign nationals that come here and work, too. Now, the the H-1B visa 
an H-1B visa. Michio Kaku talks a lot about it. That is the visa that everyone wants to acquire. That is the one that's basically going to give you that status that everyone's looking for, where they don't mess with you, where they recognize you. I don't want status granted to me by the U.S. government or anyone else, so don't speak for me, thank you very much. And no, I'm not interested in having my, ripping up my social security number, asking permission for that, or asking permission for this. Is this Jenna Wolf? Is this Jenna Wolf? It's a student visa, and you're continuously a student of this planet, so you want to be or not. You are She's always a infamous sovereign citizen. Like, is this Jenna Wolf? And you might as well not get taxed for it. She's not answering that question. Everything is a tax. It's all a tax. <laughs> and that's what they're doing. They're using this. This is a long commercial to, yeah. to sell or spew. Are you trying to sell something? <laughs> no, I'm just saying. There's no. more coming up here. It's no. Free Talk Live. The three most important things you can do for Free Talk Live are one, share one episode a week on Facebook or in some other social networking site. Two, buy the things you buy online through shop.freetalklive.com. Three, give three bucks a month to the AMP program. You likely buy all kinds of things online. Amazon is the largest online retailer. You can get what you need at the same prices with free super saver shipping by going to shop.freetalklive.com. Please do your online shopping at shop.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything you want. Toll-free number 855-453. It's the SACL CAI toll-free line. You can join us on our website. Head over to freetalklive.com. Get interactive there. The mobile site is available for those of you with a smartphone. You can go to M, as in mobile, freetalklive.com. That'll take you to access easy access to our live streams and the podcast and the software you'll need to listen to the show online. Go again to m.freetalklive.com. Uncovering the secrets and exposing the lies. That's what the readers of freedomsphoenix.com get every day. Readers of freedomsphoenix.com are constantly provided the detailed real news that lies between the lines of propaganda and the relationship that we have with coercive governments. Freedomsphoenix.com offers up-to-the-minute updates on the economy, technology, communications, and the rise of the police state. Go now to freedomsphoenix.com and sign up for their free daily dispatch. I'm on it freedomsphoenix.com. All right, we're back with Jenna in South Carolina and Jenna, this we're going to have to wrap this conversation up because you know we can't you know dedicate an entire show to talking about these unusual legal theories that you're talking about here tonight, many of which I'm familiar with, uh, you've covered a lot of different ground. You've covered kind of the idea that whenever the government is uh, is dem- demanding something or asking you to do something, that they're making some sort of an offer, and you've been telling them as you were being arrested that you conditionally accept their offer and you're willing to do whatever they want you to, but as, l- as long as they pay you a bunch of money. Uh, I've tried or this. Or proof of claim so, that I've actually injured somebody. Because they pull you over using the term that there's an emergency. You trust them as a a person that you call when you have an emergency, when the shit's hitting the fan. Oh, we got to let you go. I'm sorry, but we can't have you saying those things on the radio. You really screwed that one up. Uh, 855-450-FREE is the SACL-CAI toll-free line. That's too bad because I wanted to hear the rest of her story. 
uh, about you know how she ostensibly got out of jail. She, a lot of these people are used to internet radio programs. Yeah. That's they'll call these things uh, that are just on the the internet. And um, you know, this free talk lives on more than one hundred radio stations. You can't just go dropping the s bomb. I'm interested to know what her claim is. Uh, and Michelle, you thought she might be someone named Jenna Wolf, who is allegedly one of these so-called sovereign citizens, uh, which is a term with which I disagree in the first place. Because how can you be a sovereign and a citizen? At the same Oxymoron, time. Right. absolutely. A sovereign means you're the king of your own world, and a citizen is someone who owes allegiance to something else and duty uh, or in return for an obligation of protection. For Citizenship's just the new slavery, yeah. right? And so, the fact that she was suggesting that everyone, what everyone really wants, as if this is the treasure trove that we are all looking for and searching for, and it's going to bring us that that elevated status of free person, is some some visa? No, I don't no. Think she so. was saying that Michio Kaku is it was a talk show. Host was saying that people are looking for this H one two B visa or whatever it is. Talking about immigrants, yeah, immigrants are looking for a work visa. So, so they're actually what her claim was, and she adroitly sidestepped my point, which was is that she's claiming that there's these accounts, the the accounts that are the number of your social security number, right. and the government uses your uses you know creates money in these accounts and then uses your labor. You're a straw man, you know, something and da, like da, that. Da, da, da. And they even go so far as to say that the wizard of the the story of the wizard. Of Oz mm-hmm. is actually a typology for everything. The Tin Man is your your tax identification number, <laughs> oh, and he doesn't have a, a heart or whatever, or you know, he's not blah blah. I've blah. heard all of this. Yeah, stuff. it's just absurd. Yeah, you know, sounds absurd. Yeah. So it's all very interesting, right? Like it's an interesting theory. The idea that uh, if you're smoking a lot of weed. Yeah. <laughs> have nothing else to talk about sure but no i mean it's it is an interesting idea because there's some sort of semblance of of i guess a sense the government certainly it. believes right. it owns your labor you are their surety right i mean essentially the fact that uh, you're, you're its going livestock to work for them. Right. right farmers without uh, you know animal husbanders without animals are unemployed people and government employees without human livestock are you know, parasites without a host. So, I mean, that's a, that part's a true statement. To think that they would actually go through the trouble of creating an account in your name right. and that... Some it, even why? believe that you can... They just point a gun at you and say, you give us your money or you're going to jail and right. you're never going to see your kid again. Some of them even believe that there's all this money in this account and it's just got your name on it, but you just don't know how to access it. And if you know the secret words, then you can write checks off of this account. And it's absolutely ridiculous and there's no evidence for it and what they end up doing is they encourage people to uh, basically dodge any kind of uh, financial obligation that they have and i don't know if that's what she was talking about maybe she would have gotten there had she stayed on the line but the uh a lot of these people get in trouble because they're told things like well if you use this account number then you can uh, get out of uh, paying your mortgage and uh, because that again there is a little bit of sense kind of behind you know in the very very back of this theory is the idea that well the financial system is a scam i mean the money is being printed out of thin sure, air but we're talking the, when, about the u.s government and has if anyone's ever had to deal with them on any of in, in any way 
it's not exactly very efficient. And to think that for a hundred years there has been this, you know, behind the scenes, and even before that there were the Jacobins in France and what have you that have been organizing this since the beginning of time. And there's a little owl that rests atop the of the uh, George Washington Memorial that's that's looking at all of this as, mm. as it, you know, it is it pans out. Symbols. Yes, as it pans out into a pentagram mm-hmm. and dead, I mean, just goes on and on and on and and quite frankly. The government's just, they're not organized as an entity enough to orchestrate something like this and to require, you know, multi generations. You've got to give them credit, though. I mean, like the whole pyramid with the eye, that's creepy symbolism, (laughs) right? Like, I mean, you know, I don't know why those things exist. Maybe there's something to it. You know, maybe they're on to something. But the fact is these are rabbit holes. These are rabbit holes, and they're very distracting. And she was already talking about, but you've got to do research. And that's one of the, I think, the most dangerous parts about this. Because if you do go and do the research, it can take you down this crazy, world where you know like you were saying the there's, rabbit there's hole. pentagrams and there's you <laughs> know the when i watch bones. cops the drunk guy with the dirty t-shirt he hasn't he hasn't uh you know made an offer or received an offer or anything like that they grab him by his hair they slam his face in the concrete three times boom 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 and then they threw him in the back of the car. Like, yeah. you know, they never offered him anything. When I asked they the, just offered him his teeth. Yeah. That's all. When I asked the judge if he was making an offer back in 2007 or 8 or whenever it was I went to uh, my first trial in New Hampshire, I was charged with cont- uh, contempt of court. Right. <laughs> yeah, they gave you 30 days in jail for that. And when uh, This judge did not seem threatened or scared at all no. by the idea. I and, mean, why don't the judges do it? I ask you this. Why don't the judges write their checks off of these accounts if they understand the game? When uh, <laughs> And when Sam, our friend Sam Dodson, mm-hmm. was put in jail, he did not give his name. So in the same 53 way, fifty-three days in jail, days, okay. fifty-eight days. In yeah. the same way that this woman was allegedly not participating with the uh, the processing requirements, Sam did not participate, and they sat him in that jail even after they knew who he was. They identified him within two weeks of him being in there. But because, then they did kick him out in a because weird he way. didn't cooperate, though. But even when I didn't process, um, you know. Uh, the uh, superintendent knew my name because he had called my house before when he heard that I was going to be making a visit to the Cheshire ho- at the House of uh, Corrections there. So they knew exactly who I was. But the fact that I didn't, you know, release that information, I didn't get a blanket. In fact, they turned the temperature of the jail down and put their coats on to make me less comfortable. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah no one right. was. <laughs> that's not a surprise at all. Eight five. Well, you should have just conditionally accepted it, uh, Michelle, and, <laughs> and it would have changed told everything. Him, told them that you would have charged them five grand. Eight five five four fifty free. It's the SACL CAI toll free line. You can take control and bring up what you want. Free talk line. Do you have a website or product that you make available to people nationally or even internationally? Free Talk Live is heard on more than 100 radio stations and two XM channels. FTL has also been voted five times the best political podcast of the year and four times been named to Talkers Magazine's Heavy 100 list, the 100 most important radio programs in the country. We can do ad packages for you from as little as $500 a month on up to $3,000. I'll work with you to customize a package that will work within your budget. Contact me, Mark, at mark at freetalklive.com. This 
This is Free Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves. Dial in toll-free at 855-450-FREE. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. Join us on our website at freetalklive.com and enjoy all the features you'll find there. Again, freetalklive.com. Webcam's there. You can watch, listen, and interact. The chat room is built into the same page. Go to cam.freetalklive.com. That's cam.freetalklive.com. Totally free. If you're thinking about starting a business, here's a word to the wise. Incorporate at LegalZoom.com. Incorporation can help protect you against frivolous lawsuits that could wipe you out. LegalZoom.com is fast and easy. I uh, put a will together there at LegalZoom.com, and it really was fast and easy. You're fast and easy. (laughs) Not anymore. (laughs) (laughs) If you want to get, uh, you know, a, any kind of legal documents, whether it's a will or a patent or a trademark or, um, you know, one of these living trusts, whatever it is that you need to protect yourself, you can do it at LegalZoom.com significantly more cheaply than you'd do it with, uh, say, an attorney. You can use coupon code FTL to save $10 on your order, LegalZoom.com. It's coupon code FTL at LegalZoom.com. You know, we've been talking about the, some of these, speaking of legal land, we've been talking about some of the more uh, bizarre legal theories out there that were being propagated a few moments ago by Jenna, who sort of on one hand seemed to kind of believe them, but on the other hand be you know saying that she was just trying them to see if they worked, and we never ended up getting to finish her story because she let the S-bomb go, and uh, we well, we have to let you go, unfortunately. But you could always call back uh, Jenna tomorrow night. Uh, we, you know, One call per night is You can uh, say turd or diary or poo-poo or, or something. <laughs> Yeah, you totally could. Uh, And so, you know, just kind of interesting to talk about these things because they come across the air every now and then. Every now and then somebody will call with some kind of theory. The Internet is rife with them, too. And they they believe it. Boy, do they believe it. Actually, I was – I would received a phone call from our PR lady, who is awesome, Carrie from the Content Factory, uh, and she gave me a heads up that she had gotten a call from this person who was from like – I forget the organization was some sort of free this or that – and she said, there's a reporter from this organization. They want to talk to you about a demo. And this was before the trial had happened. So it was, we're trying to roust up as much publicity as possible. It's like, all right, I'll give him a call back. So I call back, and it's this guy promoting one of these legal theories. It's like, we can help you get a demo out. All you have to do is file this definite and this and this, you know, this, you know, whatever legal theory he was promoting. And it was one of these, you know, corporate names, all capital letters, these sorts of things. And I, but what that means is, is the capital. What their claim is, is that you are a person who has a capitalized first letter of your name, and then all the rest are in lowercase. But the government uses all caps in uh, writing your name because they're talking about the corporation that is you, and they own the corporation that is you. But you are a free, sovereign individual right, you, walking upon the land. It has nothing to do with efficiency or the fact that that the writing those letters as caps is just uh, is neater, or, or that they whatever. used to just only use capital letters or right. whatever. But you know. Again, it's an interesting theory, but I told this guy that, look, I've looked into that before. I've tried using it before. It's nonsense. Uh, it doesn't work. And he was, well, blah, blah, you know, so-and-so. They always cite some kind of expert. They yes. cite somebody who supposedly, you know, really knows his stuff about this. And then he cited a couple of websites. And I instantly recognized them because I've researched this stuff. I've looked into it. And I've spent time, you know, learning about it. So I was like, oh, I've, I've been to those websites before. And one of them I happen to know, and I went to it again while I was on the phone with him, I happen to know is a site where they're charging 150 
to supposedly release the secrets of uh, escaping legal land. Well, to that's you. nothing if you're going to get millions back, though, mm. Ian. Well, the, he wasn't promoting the money uh, scam. Mm. He was just promoting, like, this is how you get out of uh, court. We, all you have to do is file the right paperwork, and then they'll let him out of jail. And, uh, you know, I was like, well, do you actually have experience with this? Because that's the one thing that people who are advocating these theories usually don't have is personal experience. And, of course, the, had it. the smart answer to this question is, well, the proof that it doesn't or the proof that it works is that we don't have any evidence. <laughs> <laughs> So the idea being well, that it's just so effective that they never even went to court. And you so can have a videotape of you telling an officer, excuse yeah. me, I'm a free sovereign individual upon the land. This is not an automobile. This is a vessel. And you may not impede my progress. I conditionally accept your offer for a conversation, but it will cost you $20,000. Well, sir, the officer, sorry to you. The officer gives you a salute while on video. Yeah. Well, the officer gives you a salute, wishes you a, a happy sovereign day, and you pop right back in your car and get in. Yeah. I mean, that would be some proof. That would be pretty darn awesome. But it doesn't exist. I would exist. love it if we talk like that like i refuse to acquiesce to the predilection of your intentions or something oh my gosh that's like foreplay (laughs) so uh, again you know they're all very fascinating but there's no evidence whatsoever that i've ever seen that it actually works there was the one video of the dude in canada that basically seemed to back down a judge with some of his uh, fancy talk but the claim on that story is that after he backs down this judge, he's standing in court wearing a hat, talking to a judge, and basically talks back in every way possible, kind of uh, takes on, you know, stands up to the yep. bailiffs and does a really impressive job. Like you watch that video and you think, maybe there's something to this. And, uh, but then what ended up happening from what I've heard is that after he left the courtroom, they reconvened the court because basically the judge storms out uh, during this guy's spiel. And he you know, took that as a win. He walks out. And then allegedly the judge came back in, issued a warrant or whatever, and, you know, or made the decision in absentia. Yeah. And, uh, and, and then his uh, free butt on the land was no longer free. Right. But the, the part of the story you don't hear is the rest of the story where the cops at some the point rest probably, of the story. probably found him on the streets and, too. <laughs> and arrested him and then you know you don't see the rest of that so so what there what there really has to be is the full context of uh, of each of those videos there has to be you know like the Derek, Derek J's victimless crime spree we tell you the story from beginning to its current point mm-hmm. uh in Derek J's victimless crime spree at victimlessCrimespree.com. and that's ultimately what these advocates of these theories really need to have is some a really coherent presentation that no makes they it don't a coherent pre- presentation would show that they have you know, hokum, and uh, that no one would spend $150 on their little, uh, you know, bullcrap anymore. Regarding the judge, now, in the three instances where I've appeared here in um, Keene and out in um, uh, in Jaffrey, yes, I have had the judges, you know, tilt their head to the side and say, I'd like to hear what she has to say, but I think it's mostly for their own amusement (laughs) rather than any sort of education. (laughs) (laughs) Which I, I wanted to ask her... If she was pretty, but then I was afraid you guys might say that I'm misogynist, even though I'm not a man. Since when I asked someone if you know they voted for Obama because you know he's black, you called me a racist. Not so me. I'm just afraid to talk these I days. Did, I didn't say I didn't say that. <laughs> I, you should I be afraid to talk. You know, you know, I don't mind getting into it with you, Michelle. Oh, goody. Uh, I think it's uh, yeah. I, I think the question can be misinterpreted very easily. <laughs> Let's though. go to Vince. He's in Indy, listening to WXNT. Vince, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian, Michelle, and Mark. Hello, hey, Michelle. Man. I say ladies first. <laughs> and Hi. Then, uh, hello, you know, Mark. Listen, I wanted to say that, uh, you know, I, I, I called you uh, about a week ago on the rule of law, 
and what it means and all that, the ability to rule ourselves. But uh, how come they let uh, decide not to prosecute MF Global for stealing people's uh, accounts for $1.4 billion and they don't charge them? No criminal charges whatsoever. What is MF Global? I'm not familiar. MF Global is John Corzine. There is quite a big news story. They stole about $1.4 billion of customer account money. Oh, my. That's that's no good. So they didn't prosecute him for that? No. No prosecution. Hmm, He must have known somebody, huh? Well, he was the former governor of New Jersey. That helps. But what's that the guy that was, like, rolling down the uh, the The interstate interstate with no seatbelt on? Anyway, I, I think, think was, so. Yeah, but the, well, you know, you know it's but, good to be uh, it's good to be in the gang, uh, Vince. Oh yeah, but I mean, they talk about this, this this guy on this. I listen to this current TV every now and then, and he was releasing out f bombs and GD words. I wouldn't mention them on your airway. Mm, thank you. But I thought you couldn't mention that stuff on TV. <laughs> You know, I think it's a, you make an interesting point about how politicians and the politically connected class, they uh, tend to avoid uh, any serious prosecution for any of their uh, white-collar or nasty crimes that uh, that they commit. And that's because they're in the, the halls of power and they're connected and they've got friends in, uh, in high places and, and they can be protected. And it really just shows that there is no rule of law, that there's a rule of men and that there are clearly two classes of men. There's them and then there's the rest of us. There's really more than that. But and yeah. Vince, thanks for the call, man. 855-450-FREE. That that's the SACL CAI toll-free line. Plenty of time for you and your thoughts, whether you want to talk about bizarre legal theories or anything that's on your mind goes. You can take control here. Also, more about Julian Assange. When we get a chance, we'll take your calls first, though. It's Free Talk Live. The successes are piling up and proving the Free State Project is a real movement and no longer just a great idea. When you're planning your move to New Hampshire, consider Keene. Keen is famous for its civil disobedience and non-cooperation, and there's plenty of political opportunity as well. Though it's more than just activism, with regular social events each week. See what's happening at freekeen.com and get connected with video, audio, one of the busiest Liberty Forums in New Hampshire, and more at freekeen.com. That's freekeen.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything you want. Toll-free number here, 855-450-FREE. It's the SACL CAI toll-free line. You can join us on our website, freetalklive.com. allows you to make uh, you know, take control of the content there. Uh, once again, freetalklive.com. If you like the show and you like the fact that the website and all the features there are free, you can become an amplifier to support Free Talk Live. Go to amp.freetalklive.com. And one of the perks you get as a Free Talk Live amplifier is access to the amp-only section of our forum. And that allows you to interact only with other Free Talk Live amplifiers uh, should you want to do that. It also gives you special access to certain perks that you get only as a Free Talk Live amplifier. like The advertising-free podcast. That's correct. Uh, So there's the amp-only podcast. There's also uh, amp-only phone lines as well. And you can get all the details over at amp.freetalklive.com. It makes a big difference for us when you become a Free Talk Live amplifier. So thank you uh, in advance for uh, for helping with that. If you have already amped, thanks for doing that. If you're continuing to amp, appreciate it. And for those of you who have yet to do so, please take a moment. Go to amp.freetalklive.com. It makes a big difference when we can take that money and invest it into Free Talk Live, getting on more uh, radio stations around the country 
and bringing more internet listeners on board as well. So amp.freetalklive.com, right back into your phone calls. And then the uh, update on Julian Assange, which we barely began to talk about in the first hour of the show. Uh, Scott is listening in Wisconsin. You're on Free Talk Live with Ian, Michelle, and Mark. Hey, guys. How you doing? Long time no talk. Scott, what's on your mind tonight? Hey, brother. How you doing? Hey, I got a scenario for you, uh, and then I wanted to ask ask Mark a question. All right. Maybe all you guys could comment. Um, you know, the DHS is up to some stuff, uh, purchasing ammo. Um, I seen last March, they purchased over 450 million rounds of ammo. Wow. And I just got a, uh, email from my witness out in New Jersey today that they have, uh, purchased over 1 billion rounds of ammo. Uh, Getting us ready for those FEMA camps, huh? (laughs) Preparing for civil unrest in the United States. Um. I just wanted to ask Mark this question. Let's say, Mark, you're at home with your wife okay. and the kids. That happens. And a, a, a knock on the door comes, and they say, open up. And there's a guy, foreign troop guys out there knocking on your door saying, you guys are going to have to come with me. I just wanted to ask you, you guys to comment on that. Uh, case uh, martial law does come to our streets, and I thank you for taking my call. Okay, Scott. Thanks for uh, making the call tonight. I appreciate it. Mark, I guess the only thing the only thing I could do in that circumstance is turn on my uh, quick camera and stream the video. Um, you know, I don't know why martial law would particularly come to me first, but let's you host a talk show. Let let's say you it round does. Up the talk show at host. that point, I'm able to alert people that martial law is is coming. You know, look at see look at these emblems on these officers. Uh, you know, the quick that's if you have internet access at your house. And I've I've got uh, I've got cell phone uh, access. And we should describe what quick is real quick. It is a uh, it's an app on my Android, and I'm sure you can get it on uh, you know other. There are competing apps as well, like Bambuser uh, is another one. Uh, so there there are these different video streams. Streaming apps, Ustream uh, is another one as well. Yep, and uh, this allows you to stream live video to the internet. Live video. This is not recorded video. They cannot, re- you know, they can't crush your camera and get rid of the video this way. They can't erase the video. It's going directly to the internet. So at that point, I would be able to get some kind of word out. Yeah, and we're going to assume that they haven't sent out a signal to. Jam the jam uh, and yeah, everything. At that point, you're, you know, if if Cut the foreign power. troops are jamming the cell towers, what am I supposed to do? I mean, you want me to? I guess the question is really: Would you go out fighting or would you submit? And and you know, people have asked me that question before, and you know, I'd 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 go along. I I don't it, well I mean you know I, I guess what my most important uh, for one the government has uh, disarmed me I am a convicted felon mm-hmm. and you know I live in a town that doesn't have a police officer and I you know I, I guess I'm just on my own uh, I guess I can fend off the bad guys with the rake or something like that <laughs> I don't know Turn what I'm supposed loose to on them. right I don't know what I'm supposed to do precisely uh, to these foreign people that come to the door do you want me to you want me to go after them with the kitchen knife. I suppose I could try to do that. Uh, you know what? At that point, my only goal it would be more to protect to... my son from whatever damage. You know, if mm-hmm. if they want me and I could leave my son, wife and son, fine. I'm ready to go. Let's go. It seems more likely that it wouldn't be foreign troops coming around. It'd probably be. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Troops. This is this is the the same old John Birch Society bullcrap. That oh my God, they got the Chinese troops training America. <laughs> I mean, good lord, don't you realize it's going to be American Did, troops? Right. It currently it's American police officers. Yeah, Hitler are, <laughs> didn't use foreign troops when he was 
taking Jews yes. out of people's homes. The, the, you know, I mean, and the, the, they they never do this. I mean, where is it in the world that it's foreign troops that are being used to uh, you know, quell people? people. Yeah. I asked. Okay, so I've got a I've got a crazy story for you. I asked. Um, I would like to. I want to just finish up real mm-hmm. quick. the The United States has troops in other lands. Other countries don't have very many troops in other lands. The other, the whole world needs to be scared of the United States. The United States doesn't need to be scared of China. So I, um, I, I met this gentleman um, on my trip, and um, we got to talking. He was formerly um, a Marine. I guess once a Marine, always a Marine. But in any case, yeah. Semper Fi. Semper Fidelis. And, um, and I asked him, he's, he's very bright and well-educated and seems like a really reasonable human being and, um, very pragmatic. And for people that know me, they know that I don't have a pragmatic bone in my body. I'm completely idealistic and, and I know that about myself and it, you know, it makes it difficult sometimes for me to function in society. But in any case, I was listening to, uh, to him, right. And I asked him point blank. I said, in the event that you were given an order that you had a conflict with morally or even legally or whatever uh, by your commander, commanding officer, would you follow it? He said, absolutely. Uh, right. Okay. Geez. It gets worse. It gets worse. Yeah. And I said, what? And he said, you don't join the military and sign up for that agreement, and that contract, and then not honor it. So you have to know that you're going to be in that position possibly. And I said, okay. He said, I can give you an example. And I guess I think this took place in Fallujah or something, I think. In any case, um, this was after, you know, the United States had uh, gone in after being attacked and blah, blah, blah. And so the troops are feeling like they are defending um, Americans and freedom at this Mm -hmm. point. Right. There had been hostile, you know, combatants, whatever. In any case, um, so... Some Americans got shot, um, you know, in a country where, uh, according to the State Department, 125,000 Iraqi non-combatants were killed, according to the WikiLeaks documents. This is, these are United States government documents. 125,000 non-combatants were killed in Iraq. You know, a few U.S. servicemen, by by that standard, a few U.S. servicemen were killed. So let's go in and we're bringing in, we're bringing in the Marines. Right. So in any case, so they go into a house or a building of some sort and the um, U.S. soldiers bring them out. Now these these people are prisoners of war. So there are, you know, but with the Geneva Convention and, and, you know, what have you, there are ways that you handle that. So when their commanding officer said, shoot them all, so someone spoke up and said, whoa, whoa, whoa. We can't do that based upon, you know, this and that. And he yeah, said, but they're not prisoners of war because it's not a war, right? Well, you know what he had him do? He had him take him back in the house or the building because mm-hmm. now they're no longer prisoners. And then they killed them all. It's crazy. And what did this gentleman, uh, this uh, this former Marine, say regarding that? that? That's how you get around, that that's how they would get around the illegality of, of things. But there's always a loophole. There's yeah. always some kind of workaround. Sick. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sick. It's so crazy. there was some some level of defense of this behavior? Um, was he one of the killers? Did he? N- no, I don't believe so. But um, I, th- I think he was present. Yeah. Wow. Present. Mm-hmm. Horrifying. Mm-hmm. So you know when you have when you have these guys that are you know men and women or whatever that are coming to the door, um, 
I, I used to think that I'd be able to reason with them because I live in la-la land in my head, oftentimes, and I have since every single um, person I know that I respect and that I like and that I have common ground with, you know, because I don't hate people or because of what they do or what have you. I have, you know, good conversations with police and what have you. So in any case... Uh, the handful of men who have been soldiers and have fought in combat that I know, um, I think all of them have been special forces or officers. Yes, they have. And um, it was unanimous that they all said, first of all, none of them have guns. They're, they're now out of the military. None of them have guns themselves. And, um, and what one who at the time he was in the military, he was, he had the record for like the longest shot longest kill or whatever, mm-hmm. you know, from most great assistance. And he said, you know what? He's, the government, if they want you dead, they're going to send someone in like me and you're not going to even know. Yeah, right. So there's no point in t- to try to fight them. You don't, it's you're not going to have a chance. It's futile. Yeah. I remember that Jason Bourne movie. I can't remember which one it was where right. they tell Jason Bourne, uh, you know, kill this guy who has got a big bag over his head in, in the corner. He's like, well, what did he do? Does it matter? You know, I mean, and, and what that says to me is they'll just tell you whatever lie you need to hear mm-hmm. in order to get you to go kill that or person. Or we'll kill your, you know, your wife or something like that. Uh, they don't need to. They can just say he's a commie or he's an anarchist There's or he's whatever. 855-450-FREE. Plenty of time for your thoughts coming up in Hour 3. It's Free Talk Live. Why did you move to the Shire? I moved here to the Shire because there's other people around who take liberty just as seriously as I do. I moved to the Shire because I saw videos of people challenging authority and thought that I could get support myself. It called to me, like, do this right now. I wanted to be around people like me who got it. And once I got here, I knew there was nowhere else that I wanted to be. Immigrating to the Shire was easy. I was instantly plugged into a community of individuals who also care about peace, liberty, and justice and are willing to do something about it. The people here are awesome, loving, and positive. It was for the adventure and for the feeling of something important is happening here. And I just wanted to come to sort of be part of that. Visit ShireSociety.com to read and sign the Shire Society Declaration and learn the reasons why, if you love liberty, you should immigrate to the Shire. Plus, add yourself to the Shire map at ShireSociety.com. That's ShireSociety.com. Free Talk Live. We are launching into the third hour of the program. You can bring up what you want. Toll-free number is 855-453-FREE. The SACL CAI toll-free line. Still to come here tonight, the uh, Julian Assange update. Uh, plus, a woman who has uh, been giving free lunch to poor kids has been fined by the city of Philadelphia. 855-453-FREE is the SACL CAI toll-free line. And joining you in the studio tonight, it's Ian. Michelle. And Mark. Uh, we go right into your calls, your thoughts. David is listening in Montana. You're on Free Talk Live. Hey, David. Hey, how you doing tonight, guys? What's on your mind, David? Uh, Romney and Obama. Okay. Uh, and their attitude towards cannabis 17 states that's over one-third of all the united states passed it the voting situations on in each state broke all records in attendance and the percentage Mm. of the people voting for cannabis 
Romney's own wife got MS. Oh wow! And he, and and all he could talk about is that the pharmaceutical companies provide a synthetic THC. I'm surprised he even commented on it. The last time I saw somebody who had uh, some sort of sickness questioning Romney from a wheelchair, uh, he basically blew the guy off, completely ignored him. (laughs) Patted him on the arm on his way up to the podium. His, His attitude towards cannabis tells me either one or two things. He's really ignorant, and he and you don't get to a position where he's at being ignorant, or he's very corrupt. I think that he's corrupt with the oil companies and the pharmaceutical companies. I would say it's probably the latter. How can you possibly get to, what is he, 60 or something like, 60-something? Right. How can you possibly get to that age without having known peaceful people in and your Obama. life that have used cannabis for either recreational or medical purposes? And how can you possibly just well, you know, he's set Mormon, that aside? Though. He's Mormon himself, so he probably doesn't even drink coffee. Um, most people I know who are strict to LDS, they don't drink coffee, they don't drink alcohol, they believe all of those are pollutants into your body. So for him, you know, that's a religious conviction and everything. But the fact is, is either if you're going to um, be a public official and you represent the people, well, the people have spoken and they've said, you know, a, a particular thing. Then on the other hand, there is the government collusion between corporations and uh, via the lobbyists and government officials. And the pharmaceuticals don't make any money pharmaceutical companies don't make any money because they cannot patent nature so there's no money for for these corporations to make and obama the guy sitting in office right now this hypocrite oh, he's yeah. the most out of all the presidents since we had the medical marijuana states he's he went after them the most yeah he did and, and he, he blazed up big time when he was younger when he was in high school and college, he was a pothead, according to his old oh, buddies. Oh, yeah. It, it, it's outrageous what, what's going It It's so blatant now that this drug war, well, Hillary Clinton came out and said, there's too much money involved. We, the people, should demand this drug war be ended. ended. It's, it's one of the Just to clarify, Hillary evil. Clinton didn't say to end the war on drugs. That's you saying that, Dave. Say what? I'm just to clarify what you're saying. It almost made it sound like Hillary Clinton wanted to end the drug war. That's not true. You were saying, well, and Dave was saying, end the no, drug war. No, Hillary Clinton said to end the. They can't end the drug war because there's too much money involved. She gave a speech about it. She mentioned that there's so much money involved in this drug war that they're making, you know, all the corrupt bastards. I guess you're allowed to say bastard, right? You just did. <laughs> and, and uh there, there there's too much money there's, i heard you it's crazy well and it's uh, and everybody's entrenched and this evil being perpetrated upon the human race it's it's totally it's horrifying crazy. david i'm with you man thanks for the call as always at 855-450-FREE it is absolutely wrong to put human beings who have not harmed another person in a cage i don't care what 
chemical or what plant uh, was in their pocket or in their bloodstream or whatever, whatever they were selling, as long as there's no victim, there's no crime. And it is time that it needs it. To, it is time for it to end. But he's absolutely right. These uh, politicians are corrupt as hell. I mean, there, there's no other explanation for Barack Obama having been a pothead in the you know the, in his high school and college years. He knows. It's well, he a could benign- be a sociopath. But he also doesn't. The laws don't apply to him. I mean, even That's the laws. A right. Even the laws. Uh, his Obamacare and whatever the actual title is of it. You know, all of Congress and the Senate and the executive branch are. Um, they're, they don't have to uh, sign up for that particular health care, well, so no, they're all above the law. There's no doubt he's a sociopath, but it's clear that if you've smoked cannabis for recreational purposes, it's not like you could possibly believe that it's a bad thing, right? Like I don't know that he said, said it's a bad thing. He's just going ahead and prosecuting I know, that's why I'm drugs. saying he's corrupt. Because he must know that it is a benign product because he used it. He for just years doesn't of his care. Life. Look, I mean, he just doesn't he doesn't view you as human. That's how a sociopath works. I'm going to kill my pigs that I keep at my house and eat them. I wouldn't do that to you because I view you as a human and I do not view them as a human. He doesn't care what the hell happens to you or any other pot smoker or somebody with MS or cancer because he doesn't view you as human. You are not on his same level. You are not in the class he's in. Same with Mitt Romney. Same with almost the vast majority of politicians. That vein's popping out again. You've got to be a sociopath (laughs) in order to get into that job. It attracts sociopaths. If you create a job that has that kind of power, that kind of prestige, it's only going to attract the very worst kind of individual, the kind of person that can claw their way up to a seat of power, Mm -hmm. a Machiavellian sociopath. Yep, it's true. So it doesn't it's not corruption in the same sense in the sense that we're talking about corruption. I don't know that he's getting a payoff from the police's union. I mean, that's what you're no, saying. No, I just mean as he's he's corrupt as a human being. I mean, uh, that just the corrupt I think He's morally bankrupt. Yeah, yeah, I just think it's an you know, an internal corruption that, you know, how could you possibly do something so horrifying uh to other people because when you Because they're not done people. It? That's the answer. To him, yeah. they are not people. Politicians tools, right? view you as an as animal resource, human resource. in their in their farm to be you know milked for yeah. your tax money. How could they possibly treat you like a person if they treat you like an animal? Now, uh, Julian Assange is currently seeking asylum in Ecuador. Maybe I misunderstood what you said in the first hour. He's not actually in Ecuador yet, right? He's in uh, where is he? The Ecuadorian embassy in London. I see. That's why I was confused. Okay, so. Yeah. I, and I'm very interested in how he's going to get from the Ecuadorian embassy in London to Ecuador. Well, haven't they surrounded the embassy or something like that? Like, what's going on? Well, uh, you know, as here it says here. Um, what's the source, by the way, on this? This is Reuters. Okay. Um, do you want me to start from the beginning or whatever? Yeah, let's bring okay. our listeners up to Equ- Ecuador granted political asylum to WikiLeaks founder Julian Assange on Thursday. That's today. Mm-hmm. A day after it said Britain had threatened to raid the Ecuadorian embassy in London to arrest the former hacker. So wow. Britain threatens to raid the, the embassy, which, by the way, I believe they were very upset when Iran did that in the se- late 70s. Um, so it's it's interesting that they would uh, you know threaten to do the same thing. But their reasons are good. Um, so they threaten to do that. Then Ecuador says, oh, yeah, then you can have. Uh, you know, uh, you can have your asylum that you're looking for. They are determined to extradite Assange to Sweden, where he's accused of rape and sexual assault. I looked up these charges, and um, you know, this is rape and sexual assault really do not. Uh, fit into the realm of what we're talking about. Originally, the charges were just to bring him back so he could get an HIV test. 
because they these women un- claimed that they had consensual sex. Mm-hmm. The stories have kind of rolled with the media over time that the one woman says, well, we had sex and slept naked, and then in the morning... He had sex with me again while I was sleeping. Okay, but let's okay. So so let's distinguish between what would be criminal and what would not be criminal behavior. If you told someone I've never had sex with anyone before and I do not have HIV, and then you had sex with them, knowing that you had HIV and that you had had sex with people before, I would I believe that would be fraud Agreed. and that you would that yeah. you would could, as far should as be held responsible for that. Yes. If and, and you know. but that's not what happened. Here. All right, let's no. go back with more. Uh, 855-450-FREE. So they are threatening to raid the Ecuadorian embassy right. in London in an attempt to capture Julian Assange. 1-855-450-3733. It's Free Talk Live. On Free Talk Live, we talk about investing in gold and silver as a hedge against inflation, investment, and barter currency. We've teamed up with Midas Resources to offer you some great rates on some hand-picked gold and silver pieces. U.S. Eagles, British Sovereigns, 20 Francs, Lakota Nation Silver Rounds, Montana Silver Reserves, and Walking Liberty Halves. Call 877-857-9938 or go to gold.freetalklive.com. The shipping is the same for one as it is for 20, so try to get as many as you can all at once. Gold.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything toll-free at 855-453. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. Join us on our website. Head over to freetalklive.com and enjoy the features that we have waiting for you there. Once again, freetalklive.com. Listening options include live streams. We have broadband, mid-band, and dial-up versions or narrowband versions of the show. Uh, different bit rates for different internet connection speeds. You can go and tune into the one that's best for you over at listen.freetalklive.com. And you can do it around the clock. If it's 5 in the morning, you listen to the stream, you'll hear the latest episode of Free Talk Live Every single day of the week. And of course, when the show is live, you'll hear it live as well. Now, there are also over 100 great radio stations that air the show at various different times throughout the week on AM and FM. You'll get a list of them over at listen.freetalklive.com. You can click into our affiliates page and learn more about also our XM satellite radio listening option, which also allows you to listen all week long on XM. Uh, in addition to that, so you've got the webcam as an option and the listen lines that allow you to call from any phone that can dial long distance, plus our free-to-air KU band channel. Go get all the details at listen.freetalklive.com. Uh, Jason Osborne from SACL CAI has uh, donated their live read time to antiwar.com. Antiwar is having its quarterly pledge drive. Uh, support the best in anti-intervention news and views antiwar.com slash donate uh, antiwar.com completely operated through your donations and you know there's nobody out there that's producing the news like antiwar is so if you want that voice to continue to be heard you need to support them it's antiwar.com slash donate all right so what more do we need to know about this julian assange situation before we get back into your phone calls he is currently in the ecuadorian embassy in london They are threatening to raid the embassy in order to capture Julian Assange. They have yet to actually raid the embassy. And so is this going to be a standoff? How long are they going to keep Assange in this embassy? Because in theory, you know, how in the world would they get him out? What kind of caper would they have to engage in uh, to get him to escape the uh, the embassy? This is London. They they sure they have tanks and that kind of thing. They could take they could take out the walls on this embassy and go right in. 
Well, obviously they could raid the embassy, but they haven't done that. So my question is, how are they going to get him out? Is there any possibility that they can get him out of this embassy? Oh, I, I see what you're saying. The caper they, would be they, to get they him out. They uh, is an indistinct pronoun, okay? You are saying the Ecuadorians. Is there any way that the Ecuadorians can get Assange teleported from the embassy to Ecuador in yep. order to be free? My thought was, are you, uh, you know, uh, can, is there any way that the British can get yeah. Assange out? And I'll tell you, yes, there is a way for the British no, to get I, Assange I, I out. I get the confusion, and I apologize for not being clear. Uh, but yeah, is there any sort of, you know, no. tactic? Could no. they disguise him no. as a woman? No. Uh, could they, you no. know. Underground no. tunnels. No, this is not the great train robbery from uh, 1907. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. You are not going to move Julian Assange out of the Ecuadorian embassy in the middle of London when the right. London police have and it surrounded. Are you telling me that the you know the great empire is going to allow themselves to be made look fools of by Ecuador? How many of these Ecuadorians are going to be willing to put their lives on the line for Assange as well? Like Assange come- is now a permanent resident of the Ecuadorian embassy. So it's so I guess, sad. Yeah, it's it's terrible. So I guess we'll see what happens next with that. Let's go to you and your thoughts. We'll talk to Ron listening in Utah, listening on XM's America's Talk. Hey, Ron. Yes, I was talking talk about jury nullification. Yes, sir. And our, um, uh, several of the three juries, to be precise, were we successfully nullified the conviction, or whatever you want to call it. Uh, the hardest part is getting on a jury because most judges do not want honest people on the jury. They want somebody who holds the line and believes everything they Absolutely. Tell. They want obedient serfs who will do exactly what they're told in the judge's instructions and will not even consider something like jury nullification. And they ask questions during the uh, the process of uh, qualifying you as a juror to try to keep independent thinkers and critical thinkers uh, and people that would question authority out from juries. You're absolutely right. Absolutely. And then, but once you can get on, what I did was I made it a point to always politely ask for a notebook and pencil to take notes, which they, every time they provided. And what that does is with the remainder of the jurors, it sort of establishes you as the guy who knows what's going on. And then as soon as the, we were excused to go to the jury room, I sat at the head of the tape. Everybody else just sort of meandered around looking puzzled as to what to do next. Mm-hmm getting coffee and drinks, and I finally said, well, let's sit down and decide who's going to be our jury foreperson. And every time they say, well, you're sitting there, why don't you go ahead and do it? (laughs) And then I immediately told them, I said, you know, the way I feel about it is, you know, they take a lot of votes. And I mean, that's trying the guy several different times. What I'd like to do instead, and if you you guys don't object, is let's go through it and discuss the case any any portion of it that anybody has any doubts on them, and discuss it until we can no longer have any doubts. Oh, so that's great. So it actually uh, brings brings people to encourage them to think about the doubts that they have right. uh, rather than Correct. thinking about convicting him. Right, and that's what the idea right. is, is between, um, you know, is with legal cases, if you have a reasonable doubt. And Correct. there's always it's generally reasonable doubts. Very sharp, Ron. Great suggestions. Uh, I'm surprised they let a man like you on a jury. How the hell did that happen? <laughs> uh, I just sort of played dumb when going in. I didn't lie, but I just... 
That's always a good idea. Just to leave out the important information if you possibly can and and avoid revealing that. Good tactics. I also recommend folks go take a look at FIJA.org, the Fully Informed Jury Association, uh, to learn a lot more about jury nullification. Ron, thanks for the call tonight. I appreciate hearing from you. One Hmm? final thing, if I may. And one one thing that I did when we got all through and everybody, nobody had any doubt. I said, I don't care how anybody wants to vote. So let's all have a sealed vote, and that will be our one and final vote, because we're not going to try to vote to convict this guy two, three, or four times. And when we go before the judge with our final vote, I want you all to tell me that you'll swear that this is your final vote, your, your vote cannot be changed, because we've all discussed it to the point where we're all convinced that we're correct in our final decision. And you know, the judge did not question that. We never got a conviction. Thanks for the call, Ron. I appreciate hearing from you. I get, you got kind of an iffy connection, so we got to let you go, but I appreciate it. Never got an acquittal either. 855-450-FREE. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. Let's go to Pizza Hut Driver calling from Fargo, North Dakota. You're on Free Talk Live. Yes, it's me again. I just wanted to call and uh, open by saying these aren't the government's roads, not the people's roads. They're my roads, and I hate when people tell me how I should be driving. I just got called a complaint. And people call and complain often. This time, I or drove often. past <laughs> daily. I, I get calls daily, and it's because I'm an aggressive driver. Okay. But it's also because I'm paying attention to the road. You know, an aggressive this driver... This is what is aggressive drivers always say. <laughs> right. They're, they're like on two wheels, sliding through, <laughs> sliding between a minivan and a Bronco, saying, I'm paying attention. The rest of these people are screwing no, but, around. I, mean, I do understand what he was saying. When I was out in California, I had someone go through three lanes of traffic and cause nearly two accidents to tell me that I needed to hang up my phone because that's the law. <laughs> really? I'm, I'm hands-free. I'm hands-free right now. But what I got called hands on free. today... I I got a Bluetooth on. What I I got called on today was I was going through a parking lot, and I drove past a parked car. He felt he needed to call in and complain that I almost hit him in a parking lot in a parked car. People are bored, and they don't have much going on with their lives. Now, this is a guy who called your pizza company and complained about you, right? Yes. All right. I don't know if you have more, but you can hang on and tell us a pizza story. Because pizza pizza dudes always have good stories. 855-450-FREE. The SACL CAI. (laughs) Sounds like he thinks he owns the road. Take control. It's Free Talk Live. The three most important things you can do for Free Talk Live are, one, share one episode a week on Facebook or in some other social networking site. Two, buy the things you buy online through shop.freetalklive.com. Three, give three bucks a month to the AMP program. You like your friends. You like Free Talk Live. Like your friends enough to share something you like with them. Help Free Talk Live get into more ears. Podcast listeners are the most important area of growth for Free Talk Live. Please share one episode a week on Facebook. is Free Talk Live. Bring up what you want. All free. 855-450-FREE. That's 1-855-450-3733. And you can join us on our website. Head over to freetalklive.com. Enjoy the features that uh, are waiting for you there. Again, freetalklive.com. We've got a lot of stuff over there, including our mobile site, the webcam, the bulletin board system. Give it all away to you. And if you like, you can actually support the show in various different ways. One of them is by promoting Free Talk Live. And an easy way to do that is by sharing your favorite show of the week. 
uh, or more than one if you'd want, or the Edgington Post that you liked, uh, which is one of our newest things that we've got on our SoundCloud channel. You can just go to freetalklive.com, click over on the SoundCloud link on the left-hand side under Listen and Share, and that'll take you to a whole bunch of archives. You can click Share on the one that, uh, that you like. And then share it on your Facebook page, your Twitter, your WordPress blog, wherever it is you want. Uh, Once again, that's a great way to help Free Talk Live get into more ears and spread the ideas of freedom as far and as wide as possible. So uh, go and go to freetalklive.com, share some archives. So 855-450-FREE is an, our number here tonight. Also want to remind you about the Free State Project. Your best chance at achieving liberty in your lifetime is to get together with others who think like you do. That's the reason why we're here in the studio together tonight uh, with you, Michelle, is because of the Free State Project. With you, Michelle? Yes. You just with, said, that's why that's we're why here we're with here you, here Michelle. With you, oh, Michelle, oh, oh, yes. Because of the Free State Project. And because otherwise we would Sorry, my chair. <laughs> <laughs> you playing with your chair over there? Is it screwing around on you? Going up and down, up and down. So well, I'm glad you're having fun. I mean, it's important to have fun while you're in the studio. Uh, but it's great. Uh, the Free State Project brings people who love freedom together to the same place that they can get active to achieve liberty in our lifetime. At least that's the plan. We've got over a thousand people here now in New Hampshire as part of the Free State Project. Over twelve thousand people have pledged to make the move, and we want to reach uh, that number. We want to get it to twenty thousand. So we've got a little bit of ways to go, and we could use your help. If you love freedom, go to freestateproject.org to learn more and get signed up. Jeff is listening in Southwest Michigan. Jeff, you're uh, you're on Free Talk Live. Hi, and thank you for taking my call. Welcome, sir. Go ahead with your thoughts. Uh, yeah, I'm a big fan of uh, Bradley Manning and uh, 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 Julian Assange. Thank you for I mentioning Bradley done... Manning. Yeah, yeah, I, they, they, uh, I think they've done um, mankind a great service uh, for bringing truth out. Yep, uh, and, uh, and of course, no good deed goes unpunished. It uh, looks like they uh, got it in for Assange, and of course, Bradley Manning is still in custody. Yes, unfortunately, that's true, because it's all, you know, military uh, there. However, for Julian Assange, I think the Ecuadorian government should offer him citizenship, and then the president should appoint him in some official capacity, which would give him diplomatic immunity. Oh, like that's all smart. Nice. You know, that might work. Then again, it might not. I mean, the you know, the, it's not like these governments need laws in order to do what they what it is they want to do. I mean, they're talking about storming an embassy. That's right. against what the uh, the That's Treaty of Vienna Convention, it's an act of war, mm-hmm. right? Isn't that an act it of war? Absolutely is an act I mean, of war. Because essentially the embassy is Ecuador within London basically, yeah. right? But if he has official capacity in that government, and he's which offers diplomatic immunity, uh, then none of that. Then that would like uh, be saying that diplomatic immunity, no matter where you are in the world, doesn't count. Well, it didn't work in uh, Lethal Weapon Two. That is good. Okay, I'll hang up and take my take your answer off the call. air here. I appreciate it, <laughs> but Jeff. Thank you. That's great. Hey, by the way, where are you calling from in uh, Southwest uh, South Michigan? Haven in Southwest Michigan? All right, very good, sir. Appreciate your call. I, I had the uh, bicycles uh, with the little motor mounts on there. I'm working with this alternative fuel now, this HHO gas. We're experimenting with that. Now. Far out. Hey, thanks for the call, Jeff. I appreciate oh, hearing from you, man. Uh, so I don't know what what can you really say to that? Uh, Julian Assange is it's a good it's a great uh, theory. Whether or not it would have any effect on the aggressors in the uh, London government it's is the a best. Question. It's the best proposal I've heard yet. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're not going to get a helicopter. Uh, they'll take a helicopter down uh, that is trying to mm. get him out of that embassy over bad. to some kind of boat. They'll take. They'll board a boat. Uh, they probably won't take a helicopter down over London. They'll board that boat and they'll take him. I mean, what are you? How are you going to get Julian Assange out of the the Ecuadorian embassy? Um, you know, I mean, there's just no way to do it. 
Body double. <laughs> he is the, one of the most unique looking people I've ever seen. <laughs> 855-450-FREE. That's the SACL CAI. So what do you do with the body double? You send him in another direction, and then you sneak out? <laughs> I don't go, the idea, go through the sewers of London? <laughs> right. I was thinking a little something more elegant, like um, like have, you know, Ecuadorian uh, version of the Air Force One, you know, whatever their plane is, and, and what Rickshaw have you. And have it. Yeah, uh-huh. exactly. So, hey, can we just go back to the Free State Project thing for one yeah. second? Because there are, I, have you seen the counter lately? The Free State Project uh, participants counter? Yeah. FreeStateProject.org? 12,542. That's great. Wow, it's Yeah, it did. Well, it was broken for a while, apparently, because, you know, it's it's hard to get volunteers to really kind of work sometimes. So the website is uh, one of those volunteer operations, and I guess whoever was in charge dropped the ball, and so somebody else picked up the ball, and finally it's working again. So, so good. A, here's a question. More than halfway there, though. So here's yep. a, um, a, a great activist that moved very early on, I think before even, uh, I think you might have been one of the ones that was a signer to the Free State Project before the Free State Project named New Hampshire died last night. Lloyd. Lloyd Danforth. Danforth, Such yeah. a nice man. Um, everybody here knows him and, you know, he touched everybody's lives. He was a kind, gentleman. He built gentle your house man. for you. He helped build my house. He, you know, certainly swung a hammer more than once. And, you know, kind man, gentle man, yep. and, um, you know, he passed away. Does the mover counter go down by one? That's a good question, Mark. I don't know. Well, I mean, he did technically question move. Question mark. Huh. Right? He did technically move. He so did from Connecticut. If, yep. if the counter is about movers, then uh, he right. would have technically moved and fulfilled his obligations. So yeah, I, I, I can't see it would go down. That okay. would make sense. Yeah, and also when I came here with my three children, it only increased by one, even mm. though there were four of us. Did they sign? Well, they would have to sign. Right. But I, but I mean, they're all libertarian, though. I mean, they're all they would have more to sign. anarchical than other people. So just because the counter says that, I would say that there are even more people I who are liberty minded right. than is actually reflected it's true. there. All we can do is quote. The, I mean, Ian has made a good point. I've tried to make that point many times. And Ian has made the point, And it's, it's, it's just as valid as it can be is, look, this is the number. This is where people are going to reference. And yes. that's what that's all that's valid. If your kids want to be counted, all they have to do is uh, one of them is in college in New York. She could just sign up for the Free State Project and, uh, you know, she'll be a mover next time she comes. There you go. All right. So freestateproject.org to learn more about that. Philadelphia, HuffingtonPost.com reporting that every summer during the day, Angela Prattis' driveway turns into a dining room for 60 children desperate for a meal. But if the Philadelphia woman can't come up with $1,000 for a permit, these hungry kids may have nowhere to turn. 41-year-old mother of three's food program is funded by the State Department of Education and is administered by the Archdiocese of Philadelphia, which drops off the lunches, according to NBC10. While Prattis thought she had followed the proper protocol, the Chester Township recently informed her that because she's operating out of a residential area, she has to apply for a variance, which costs $1,000 just for the zoning hearing. Officials also said they would fine her $600 a day until she stopped distributing free food, according to the Philadelphia Inquirer. Township manager William Persk, or Psyrick, told the news outlet, quote, Nobody's against the program, but folks don't want the program set up in the ladies' front driveway. Well, so what? Why it's the ladies' you, front driveway. That's you know that's yeah. what that is the program. Right. Well, why don't you just leave people alone? If 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 it's if you're not against the program. 
then why don't you just leave her alone? They are against the program. Yeah, they are, absolutely. After heeding to media pressure, the township withdrew the fines, but it's still insisting that Prattis needs to cough up the money for the variance, a steep expense that she can't uh, can't afford. Uh, you know, again, if they weren't against the program, they'd waive the the variance, right? They would uh, they would just issue the variance. It doesn't, you know, it's not like it costs the bureaucrats a thousand dollars to sit down at a table and say, "All right, approved." You know, that's that's not. There's no reason for this. It's just it's just about extortion. It's just about squeezing money out of relatively small charitable organizations. And actually, she it says here it's, it's even funded by the state. So they're not even giving their own state. Yeah, but buddies this is the ch- this, this is the town. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> you know, the town doesn't, or the city, or whatever it is, doesn't want them there in that particular spot. This the the state doesn't really care. It's a steep expense she can't afford, and she says it shouldn't even apply to her. She told DelcoTimes.com she believes she should be exempt from those zoning laws because she isn't cooking or selling the food. She says, we're talking about children. It's unbelievable. They've never once said anything to me in reference to what to do to be in the right standing with the township. They just want you to stop. That's why. 855-453-FREE. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. You share your thoughts in the remaining moments of Free Talk Live next. Online Bitcoin poker at sealswithclubs.eu. That's right. Play poker online with Bitcoin, the digital cryptocurrency. Anonymous accounts, optional email, and no banking. Only Bitcoin deposits and withdrawals at sealswithclubs.eu. Great player rewards, free rolls, and other promotions. For more information, visit us online at sealswithclubs.eu. No seals are harmed in the making of this advertisement. This is Free Talk Live. Moments remain, but enough time for you and your thoughts if you make the call now. 855-453-FREE. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. Joining you in the studio tonight, it's Ian. Michelle. And Mark. Once again, 1-855-450-3733. You can join us over at freetalklive.com. Enjoy the various features on our site. Uh, freetalklive.com allows you to get interactive in a variety of ways. One of them, you can actually control the content. So you find something you want to share with our listeners, submit it as show prep, and then it can be voted on. And the most votes, uh, the more the more votes it gets, the more likely it'll be promoted to the front page of the site, meaning we are more likely to see it and talk about it. Other listeners are more likely to see it as well. But one of the most important parts of our website is the upcoming stories page. So when you go to freetalklive.com and you log in, and of course it's free to get an account and the whole site's free, you log in and then you'll be able to vote on things on the site. And you'll click the upcoming stories page to see the freshest content that was just submitted by listeners, other listeners of the program, and you as well. You can submit things to the site as well. And then you can vote up, you can vote down, and the most voted up will possibly get promoted to the or they definitely will uh, get promoted to the front page of the site. So once again, go to freetalklive.com and get interactive. Just a little bit more here about the woman, uh, the courageous woman that is giving food to children in Philadelphia and standing up to the township that is trying to crack down on her operation, telling her, look, lady, we support you giving out this food to the kids but you can't do it unless you give us a thousand dollars because we support you in (laughs) doing what you're doing uh but no i I think it's a bunch of nonsense it's all about cash it's all they made it clear they don't support her they said that they you know look we're getting complaints you can't do it you can't feed kids from your driveway 
So she's pretty upset about this. Uh, she says that she's not selling the food. She says she's not, not cook- preparing She's it. not even cooking the food. Nope. She's just receiving the food from another organization. She's then distributing it to hungry children that are you know relatively close to her home, living in her neighborhood. And uh, she's been doing it now for a little while. She says that she is not going to stop. Good for her. Uh, she says she refuses to give up on her mission. That she plans on attending the next Chester Township Council meeting and will continue serving the kids that need her services. Quote, I'm not stopping. These kids are hungry. I'm not tearing down the community. I'm keeping the children out of harm's way. Uh, is there a website or anything where if you want to make donations to her, you can? Yes, actually. Good question. If Pratis's program inspires you, you can support her work through the Archdiocese of Philadelphia, which funds her initiative. Uh, which they said earlier was a State Department of Education program that is administered by the Archdiocese of Philadelphia. So talk about mixing the state with religion. Uh, but right. nonetheless, yeah, if you wanted to, you could support uh, basically the Archdiocese of Philly. Mm-hmm. And that's how you can do that. Catholic Charities Appeal is their website, catholiccharitiesappeal.org. And good for her for standing up to these thugs. In the, in for the doing government. what's right in the face right. of adversity, isn't that that's just so crazy to me? The idea that that you know that courage is standing up for what is right in the face of adversity. Well, isn't this that what Jesus would do? Absolutely, right. Feed the multitudes. Yeah, and absolutely. Not back down when absolutely the thugs come along and tell you to stop. Absolutely. So good for her, and I hope she gets support. and And I hope that there are video cameras there if the cops decide to come and try to shut her down as she's handing food to little children, and they put her in handcuffs and take her away from that scene. You know, when people say to me, "You know, this is a Christian nation," blah 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 blah, and I just it makes me shudder. You know, what the United States the the thing that the United States uh, uh, does financially more than anything is perpetuates war. And that's certainly not, not consistent with anything Half that Jesus would do. Half of the discretionary uh, budget, of the United States discretionary budget goes to war. Right. And it's, um, I don't know if it's uh, federal, but in many states that I've lived in, it's illegal for stores after they their food is expired, which it's still good oh, because yeah. the FDA has has changed the whole dating process mm-hmm. to push food out the door. Right. Um, so even though the food is perfectly good, the stores like Whole Foods in, in Tennessee is prohibited from donating it. They have to throw it in the garbage. Yep. That's why uh, we had some some folks visiting here from Vermont uh, that are going on a tour of the New World Manifesto dot com or excuse me dot org I think is their website and I posted a picture of their uh, their school bus they basically got like a hippie bus uh, it's a full size school bus has been repainted it's got a mustache on the front oh fun so the guy the guy that was driving the 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 bus. He had a mustache too. Yeah, and uh, anyway, they they were doing dumpster diving, and uh, you know, it's, it's not my gig, but uh, you know, I you could probably get some a decent amount of stuff from well, doing that. Frankly, a friend of mine works for a uh, you know an organic food distributor, and he gets a lot of this food that is going to be you know waste. And what we've been doing with it is give it to the pigs. You know, I've got a couple of pigs at my house now, and you know, just to. Try out the whole farmer thing, and you know we're I'm getting basically free food for the pigs. I've got some pig mm. feed that I mix in, but you know a lot of this is just organic grains and cheeses and that kind of thing. There's a famous food critic from England who actually he would do a, a show, you know, and mm-hmm. and um, 
like one entire month of so four episodes was devoted to dumpster diving and he'd show people what he could get exactly and he was he started out because this is a new craze or whatever yeah. and he's hip freegan i believe yeah. is what they call this <laughs> and he at first was like oh i'm gonna be but then he's like no, no, no look what i have look what i found yeah. and, and he was you know really <laughs> celebratory and that you could actually he was claiming that you can have you know four-star dining out of wow people's trash let's go to the phones talk to jerry listening in utah to xm satellite radios america's talk hey jerry yes you're on the air uh, you know i know where i was in 72 and i been through rich the hundred acre woods and uh you know i was in nom i'm sorry to hear that you know, uh, Obama, he wants to take America over. And <laughs> Obama, we got a bunch of bad people. Now, did George Bush also want to take America over? Well, uh, he started to. Okay. And what about Mitt Romney? Is he going to also take America over? No. Why? I think uh, Mitt, uh, because... You know, they could say, you know, people criticize Utah because they're Mormons, old plagamy, and all this. His running mate scares the crap out of me. (laughs) Well, uh, they all scare me. Me, kind of. But if we get another four years of Obama, (laughs) we will be in slavery. Can you tell me more about your accent? That's what I really want to know about. Well, you know what? I'm an Okie. You're a what? You're an Okie from Muskogee? Yep. And like Merle Haggard says, take your so-called social security and stop it. Thanks for the call, Jerry. I appreciate it. I don't know how much more of the, that <laughs> cadence I could take, but, you know, he's very it's unique. so interesting. You will remember, Jerry, the next time he calls in, because, well, he's, he's, he's unique. Got yes. an, he's got an obvious uh, accent. Uh, so, okay, so what do you think about what he said? Uh, Obama, four more years is the most terrible thing possible, so you got to vote for Mitt Romney. That's what he said, right? Well, um, you know, I was I was thinking that Mitt and Obama were pretty much two of the same, you know, same, two different sides of the same coin mm-hmm. until Mitt Romney um, uh, selected his, his uh, running mate and did so by introducing him as the next president of the United States. Did you hear that? I did not know. He made a little yeah. he made a little goof. He said, "And I'd like to welcome the next president of the United States instead of the next vice president." <laughs> I mean, so Mitt Romney, he's just a, he's just he's a handsome puppet and and so I kind of thought he was neutral. He wasn't going to do too much worse or too, he wasn't going to do anything better. I just figured he'd have a lot of parties and um so that he might be you know, at least uh, do less harm in some respects. But then with this new, with this uh, potential VP, I don't know. He just, to me, looks like, uh, I don't know. Um, I think that, I think it could actually be worse. Joe Biden is, is pretty um, impotent and 
They're all bad yeah. to me. I mean, to say one's worse than another is, I think, you know, a, a, you'd have to make a real strong argument, and I don't think that argument exists. Well, um, it was interesting. Uh, Paul Ryan said, and I think they're trying to appeal to the, uh, the, the Ron Paul people. Paul Ryan said that the Federal Reserve uh, needs to tag the dollar to a, a basket of commodities. And Mitt Romney said that he wants to audit the Federal Reserve. Is that right? I haven't the slightest clue. I don't pay any attention to a word these people say. Yeah, something like that. So um, you know, I don't care. It's interesting that they said that. Do you think but- they thought they could just pull the wool over the Ron Paul people's eyes and be like, Paul is our vice president. <laughs> uh, let's go to Troy. He's listening in Saskatchewan. Troy, you're on Free Talk Live with the final uh, final words for the show. Go ahead. Okay. I plan to get Julian Assange out of uh, the embassy and in back go, to go uh, Ecuador. Okay. I uh, get uh, anonymous to make a video encouraging about uh, 10,000 people to show up in V-masks to the embassy, and then they can kind of shuffle get them out Put a mask on him, I love it. I love and, it. We're yep. all Julian Assange now. Thanks for the call tonight, uh, Troy. Or, you know, do that thing where, like, everybody's like, I'm Julian yes, Assange. Yes, that's I'm fun. Julian Assange. That would be fun. <laughs> They'd probably go after every boat that's leaving England at that point. All right, there's more coming up here uh, tomorrow night. You can join us online in the meantime at freetalklive.com. Hi, I'm Richard Grove of TragedyandHope.com, and thanks to the help of Mark and Ian here on Free Talk Live, we've created this call to action to help raise awareness for John Taylor Gatto. In 2001, former New York City and State School Teacher of the Year, John Taylor Gatto, published The Underground History of American Education, detailing how public schooling creates obedient workers and debt slaves. Now John delivers a message which he calls your birthright. It's titled The Ultimate History Lesson, and it's a five-hour journey illustrating how and why our public schools are dumbing us down and what we can do about it. Therein, referencing more than 200 footnotes and 30 classic texts. John suffered multiple strokes in the weeks after filming this interview, and he's in need of your help as he continues to recover. Please click the banner on freetalklive.com and enter the coupon code FTL and we'll send you the ultimate history lesson on four DVDs plus a free 15-hour MP3 bonus DVD. Thank you for tuning in and not dropping out. 